Let's play a game. Would you like to play a game? I've got a game about trains. Trains? Train game. <laughs> it's called Train Game. Let's pull a train game. <laughs> no, Susan, stop. <laughs> Then don't believe everything you read, or everything you see. Hello, and welcome to Ramjack, Nightmare of the Swamp Mummies. <laughs> Hello everyone, I am Alex, and joining me today for Ramjack is our good friend and our co-host, Brad. Hello, citizens. Uh, and you might have heard of him a giggle just a little bit, but we also have another <laughs> co-host and another friend. <laughs> His name is Jonathan, otherwise known as the Giggling Goon. <laughs> if you hear the Giggling Goon at night, you know that you're in trouble. <laughs> terrifying. Very. That is actually I scary. am genuinely scared by my creation. Oh, you know you've got a hit on your hands when you're scared by your own creation. Can you do it again? <laughs> yeah, it's so squeaky. That it's, yeah, it's unsettling. It sounds like one of my daughter's, yeah. like, squeak toys. She has a giraffe that actually sounds just like that, and I'll never look at that giraffe again now. It's the giggling goon. It's it also sounds goon. like a killer um, um, hiding under your bed. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we got a great show. As you may have guessed, we are now in uh, the uh, high holiday times, and we're going to be talking about a lot of spooky, scary things. Um, today, what is that thing, Jonathan? That thing that we're discussing? Oh, what we're going to be talking about later in the episode, the special. Yes. Yeah, what's your you, question? <laughs> what, what's the title of it, Paul? I believe the title of that Halloween special is Mark Summers' Mystery Magical Tour, which doesn't really Oof. make a lot of sense when you Not watch the damn thing, but that's no. what it's called. So no. there you go. Mark Summers' oh. Mystery Magical Tour. Tour? Is it a tour? Is it a tour? Tour de force. <laughs> it's, it's a way to kill a few minutes. A few, yeah, it goes like that. It goes like this. <laughs> I, I saw it as a kid, and like, I, I, I man. I feel like I saw it recall. as a kid every year for like yeah. many a season. Many yeah. seasons. That There's one moment in particular that really stuck with me through all these years. Like, even before we agreed to like watch and discuss this, there's a sequence in it that has randomly you know, appeared at the forefront of my mind. Like, oh yeah, that moment from that thing I haven't seen in, you know, 15, 20 plus years. Jonathan has something that struck with him, that has stuck with him since he saw it. I have something that you stuck have. with me. Yeah, as well, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, what will that be? We'll tell you later in the episode. We don't wanna, we don't wanna spill the beans this early. They gotta oh, wait for it. The beans. <laughs> Keep the beans at bay. I love that board game. <laughs> it's a beans great game. Bay. Keep, Keep the, beans the beans at bay. At bay. <laughs> okay, Keep now this is just sounding bay. real racist. I don't like this. Oh. <laughs> what? Oh, no, it's just a can of beans. These beans, these beans need to be kept at bay. <laughs> it's my Trump. Bean man. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Trump, please stop saying the phrase bean man. <laughs> we have to stop the bean man. We know what you're doing, Mr. Trump. <laughs> uh, guys, other than that, we're going to be playing a lot of games. It's going to be a fun episode. I want to start the episode with something that I wasn't sure how to, f I wasn't sure, it made me feel weird when it happened, so I want to, I want to tell it to you guys, and I want you to, to help me. Um, this is a game called Help Alex Process His Feelings. <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah. a licensed therapist, but I will do what I can. <laughs> so, over the weekend, um, my wife's company had a company appreciation outing, 
And we went to a huge, like, arcade kind of, I guess, facility. They had arcade games everywhere where you could... uh, like get a tickets Dave and Buster from playing. type place? Yeah, basically like a okay. Dave and Buster, but not Dave and Buster. It, it was interesting also in the fact that a lot of games that aren't normally, I guess, geared to give tickets, like arcade, like shoot-em-ups, or like even like fighting games, would give you tickets after you played them. It was super strange. Like, I've never seen that in an arcade before. Um, um, they also had a really cool miniature golf that we played that had 3D effects on the wall that you had to add 3D glasses on to see. It was awesome. Vera did was that there. Give you tickets? She loved it. Say what? Did the golf give you tickets? I wish it did, but no. It just gave you uh, a really nice feel. You know, you wow. went in, you were like, "Wow, I'm under the I'm under the sea, and there's this tur- turtle that's just floating in the middle of the room. I'm gonna you try to get a- this ball in the hole." <laughs> and that's how golf works. Did you take? So you took Vera to this? It was a family event, so we had Vera. She was strapped to either Emily or me at different times. Joey was there, but Joey, Joey loves video games. We have a 3DS. We have a Nintendo Switch, which he absolutely adores. I, there's so much to talk about on the Switch, um, but at an arcade, he kind of like he gets reclusive. Like he's wide-eyed and he's constantly looking around, but he doesn't want to do anything. So, well, that's a very, that's a very, I mean, for a lot of kids, I'm sure it's it's overstimulation. Yeah. There's probably way too much going yeah. on for him. I think so. We, there was a Ghostbusters game, which he, he would always tell me to play the games. So there'd be a game that he would see, and I'd say, hey, do you want to play it? And he'd be like, no, how about I watch you play it? And that's where we got into trouble, ladies and gentlemen. So we played the Ghostbusters game, no big deal. We're like shooting ghosts. Joey's like super excited. Um, at some, for some reason, you had to shoot ping pong balls at a screen, too, at some time. It was, it was fun. Um, there was a lot of other random little games, but one of the games was a game, I would say, from the arcade, maybe from our childhood. I don't know if you guys ever played um, Time Crisis. Do you know what this is? It's is, a, that it's a, a sh- is that a first-person, like, rail shooter? Yes. First-person okay. rail shooter, you have a gun, and you have a button where you can take cover. And then you uh, press the button to get out of cover, and then you shoot the bad guys, and you get them. I don't know <laughs> what why... you do is you get them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know why Joey was drawn to this game, but he was kind of watching it, and I was like, you know, Joey, we have like these game cards that, you know, Mom's company gave us. Um, there's like a wicked amount of money on here. They really did do a great job as far as like showing a company like employee appreciation. These we have three of the cards, and they have like fifty bucks on them. It's crazy. Um, there was also like a, a dandy jumper room that Joey ended up like really loving. There was an obstacle course that he ended up doing. Um, but at the time crisis game, he's like, no, no, you play. So <laughs> no, this no, is time you, you do it. Yeah. Yeah. You get it. And I explained it to him. I was like, so what you do is you get a gun. I explained to him, you get a gun, you take cover, you shoot the bad guys. So we played the latest time crisis game, which is very, so much more realistic than the super polygon versions we played as children. Okay, so they didn't have like an old school time crisis machine. They had like this is the latest time crisis, you know, whatever time that crisis. Did it have like a subtitle or something? Yeah, it was time. It was time crisis five, and I don't remember what the subtitle was, but I'm gonna call it Buddy Cops because it opened up with two buddies, and they're just <laughs> uh, at the side of a pool. One of them has a speedo on and just like Whoa. a open, yeah, like Whoa. he's got long blonde hair, long I'm blonde invested. hair. Yeah, he, uh, open up, like, ripped the Speedo. And the other guy's got on, like, cut shorts and just, like, <laughs> a Hawaiian shirt on that's buttoned up. Spiky uh-huh. hair, but it's, like, brown and cropped. It was it was interesting. 
Okay. Um, so they're the they're the protagonists, and you're just like. There's like two minutes of di- like not two minutes. I'm like two seconds of dialogue. They're basically. I was about to say in a rail shooter, it's it's less than four seconds. Yeah. Hey, so uh, you wanna go get them later? Yeah, yeah let's, get em. let's go get them. <laughs> and in between each like... level, it's like we gotta get them. <laughs> yeah. There's no way we're em. not gonna get them. <laughs> so, Mr. Uh, President. <laughs> it was more like one of them was like, "Yeah, we're gonna go get them." Kind of like a server dude, and the other one was like an English guy, the blonde-headed like. <laughs> bare-chested dude was English. It was it was interesting. We pop it in, and Joey's already kind of like, this is weird, but it looks very realistic. Keep that in mind. So I have this gun in my hand. <laughs> yep. It's, it's loaded in a digital sense. We see these two guys that are talking to each other, and it is basically, yeah, like, we're gonna go get them. Not if I get them first. Oh no, here they come. Quick, get ready. <laughs> and then I'm thrown into battle, I'm like, I, I'm hunkered down, and it's loud, so you hear, like, gunfire. I go out from cover, and there's, like, three people in front of me, and because I played rail shooters as a kid, I'm actually pretty good. I cap all three of these people in the head, and Joey loses it. He's like, what the f-? He's like, <gasps> like, he's like, what's going on? I'm like, well, Joey, this is the game. And, like, I I tried to tell you. <laughs> Joey winces and, like, looks away, like, whoa, you just shot those people. I'm like, yeah, it's... That's what the game is. Oh, <laughs> Alex. Cop. Oh, Alex. <laughs> so I, I'm there, and I'm, like, explaining to him what's going on as I'm just shooting realistic-looking oh. people. And Wait I'm a minute. Like, so you, fun. You, you saw Joey, yeah, you saw Joey instantly wince, and you were like, no, 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 let me keep showing well, you. <laughs> let me, well, I wasn't sure what it was, because he winced at the Ghostbusters game, too. And oh, that okay. was as simple as, like, it just had scary music, and the ghost would pop up. And that was actually really awesome. Um, you would go to different locations. There was a kitchen. There was uh, the ballroom. And then at the end, you got to fight the State Puff Marshmallow Man, and I wasn't good enough to fight him, so we lost. We did get tickets for it, by the way. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but back to Time Crisis. But it was fun. So he was, like, he was he was kind of wincing away from that game until he got into it. Then he was, like, excited, and he was like, yeah. But for some reason, he's still kind of, like cheated the screen to where he didn't get to see it the whole time. We, I'm sorry, we're talking about, this was his reaction to Ghostbusters? This was Ghostbusters, so I okay. thought this might be the same thing, but as I continue to play it, and as I'm just killing people, just straight up just like murdering these innocent, yeah. they now look we're like... Back, yeah, now we're back to Time Crisis 5 where bone fragments and like like <laughs> yeah, juicy like, brain matter is just flying yeah, left and, and you right. Don't get, you don't get any of that in like the demo because he looked at it and was seeing the demo of someone shooting bad guys, and he was like, oh cool, but I guess when when your Alex is standing with a gun and just You're my shooting Alex. these people, it's a different... Like, I felt bad. Like, I didn't feel good about playing the game. Now, I don't think, Joey, if you're older now, uh, if you're listening <laughs> if. to this, maybe pause and come, let's talk. Because Are you I, older I now, I Joey? This, yeah, if you don't remember Have this, you stopped I aging? hope not. <laughs> yeah. Did you find the cure for aging, Joey? <laughs> so, I ultimately, like, stopped... Like, I just stopped, like, actually playing, playing, and let them kill me. Because I was like, I don't feel good about this. I just can't. Um, so you showed Joey that in the face of adversity, you should just give up and let the bad guys kill you. <laughs> it, it's really hard for them to kill you because it's, it, like, it's meant to be played for a long period of time. And they, like, take sure. it easy on you. They have to shoot, like, a missile at you, which is weird. <laughs> I don't know. But I felt weird about it. I felt weird about it. And that's what I, that's what I brought. 
Well, I mean, what are the games that Joe usually plays at home? Like, I'm, I assume, I think the reaction here is he's he's just never seen a game like this. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we get the bad guys all the time in other games, but not, like, realistic. One of the, his latest games is Mario and the Rabbids Battle Kingdom, which is, like, a turn-based. You're Mario and, like, the right. Rabbids, which is, like, these white rabbit things. And you go through and you fight, like, weird mixed versions of like rabbits and the mushroom kingdom but once you and that game that game has weapons yeah it has like guns for all intents and purposes but nobody's getting like blown away in a real sense and he's played games like goat simulator where like you ragdoll people and you don't necessarily kill them but they definitely you definitely get the bad guys but I guess this was the first game where you shot someone and yeah, they, like, clearly. died on screen. <laughs> yes, clearly. I wasn't ready yeah. for it. I wasn't ready you, for it. You're saying that Joey's never played, like, a Tom Clancy Rainbow Six game where he has had to, like, Not snipe Arabs from 14 miles away. <laughs> Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> and we play Breath of the Wild, and you kill things in that, and they vaporize into, like, smoke. Like, it's, but like, they're monsters. monsters. But they're not people yeah. with bulletproof vests on, like... The Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man is not, like, a human being that Joey would see, like, out on the yeah. street. A human being, like, you come out from cover, from whatever, like, little rock you're hiding under, and there's someone, like, heavily breathing, looking at you with an eyes of desperation, like, oh, there he is, we've got to shoot and kill him. And you're like, but wait, you're the bad guys. And you cap him in the head, because you're awesome at the game. And they're just like, ah! And they, like, fall over dead. Like, I wasn't ready for that, Joey wasn't ready for it. I feel I like how I like how twice in this game Alex has stopped to brag about his prowess when it comes to playing the game. I mean, I'm very good at the game, and yet I... It's like a curse, I say. He's a great killer. Just You're a great games, killer, I don't Alex. Think. I, <laughs> but it, maybe but now the, Joey thinks that you have the skills to protect the family. Now he's, he's going to expect you to step up when the real bad guys show up. Yeah, he'll think it's like I'm like a John Wick, and he's like, "All right, Alex, I saw you like murder like 30 people in a like in the span of five minutes in a game. You can do that in real life. Never sure want would, to. Can't. If you had played the original Time Crisis, which has like Dreamcast level like N64 oh, yeah. polygon nonsense, I mean that doesn't come off. That comes off like a pure like illustrated yeah. book fantasy. They've gotten a lot better at it. The gun feels as someone who shot a gun like a handgun before at like a target range, which I've talked about on the show before. This gun in Time Crisis felt like it, which is why it probably disturbed me. It probably didn't bother Joey as much as it. It was probably loud. And he was probably like, oh, this is loud. And this is a little bit more realistic. But shooting it felt like I was shooting a real gun. And that also bothered me a lot, which is why I kind of like stopped playing. Well, is this place ultimately like, yeah, there were families there. But is it a family establishment or is it more like geared towards adults? It's well, you did say that there was the obstacle course for kids, right? There was the obstacle course. There's like a whole inflatable area for kids, and Joey loved the obstacle course. He did it like easily 20 times, and that's what we spent most of our time on. And it's got like almost all the games are family, and even when they're not, there's like an Aliens game where you shoot them up. There's a Jurassic Park game where you shoot bad dinosaurs, which we've played before and he's been fine with. Bad dinosaurs. But bad dinos. You gotta pick out like... There are it's good dinosaurs, rails. and there are bad yeah. dinosaurs. Hey, you is take that the good dinosaur one the jaywalking? <laughs> bang, bang, bam, bam, bam. Bam, 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 bam. Use the super missile. That pterodactyl's no, holding a bag of Skittles. I don't think so, pterodactyl. Bang, oh, bang. No. <laughs> hey, oh, brontosaurus, no. are you not standing for the national anthem? Not on my watch. I said hold. I said hold. <laughs> freeze, I mean. Freeze, is that what they say? <laughs> oh, shit, I didn't read the manual. Fuck. <laughs> uh, doesn't matter. When you stop a perp, do you say a perp dinosaur? Do you say hold or freeze? Hold. 
You say, hold, please, and then you put them on hold by shooting them. <laughs> back, back. Hold it. I don't, I don't think you should feel... I don't think you should feel too bad. I think... I don't know. Joey's, Joey's an interesting kid because he's obsessed with that Five Nights at Freddy's game. Oh, yeah. And like, he's made many comments about how he <laughs> perceives death. So he's just learning. Joey's, Joey's just seeing all that there is to this world. I think, again, I'd have to say I think it bothered me more than it bothered him. Because, again, oh, it sure. felt so much more real than I'd remember it as a kid to the point where it would just bother me. I was like, I don't feel, I'm not good with gun violence like this. I don't like pretending to shoot something that now feels very much like a real gun, having yeah. shot a real gun. It's different. It's just different. I mean, I I can relate to a lot of that. I mean, being overstimulated by like a place like that, but then also like wanting like the older person to play the game. Like I was all about that as a kid. Whenever I saw my uncle, who's like maybe like, seven or eight years older than me but like i was very little comparatively it was just like no whatever you play i don't care i just want to watch you like play these games that i've never seen before or i don't have access to like i watched him play the original uh, not the original but the ps1 metal gear solid for like hours because oh. i was like yes fight all of these things that i i have no idea how a playstation even works you just play it and i'll be entertained <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun game to watch because it's all like sneak tactics. There's a lot of like, uh, I guess, building for like suspense because yeah. And of every course, I would get a loaded gun. Oh, I would get furious if you died. I'd be like, "You're not doing well. You're letting us down. We got to get to the next cutscene. I want to know what the story is. <laughs> I love stories. So, yeah, what I'm, I'm, Brad, do you I'm think hearing... Alex should feel bad? No, I. I mean, there's no way to know. Like, I. I don't I, think I he's affected by that. Yeah, in the I, long I, term. Alex, I don't think you're a monster. Thank you. That's um, what I was waiting to hear. Brackets. That's what um, I was waiting to hear. He didn't cry. Like he didn't like. He didn't cry. He just sort of seemed. No, no. Kind of shocked by the whole thing. Yeah. And that's because so he's I, never seen a game like that. Yeah. But now you've introduced it to him, Alex, and now that is forever part of his psyche, and that's something <laughs> you just have to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> you should. It'd be it'd be very interesting when he's when he's older to like when he discovers like horror games, like real, not like survival action based horror games, but I'm sort of obsessed with just fucked up spooky games. Like the, I've been waiting for this game Visage to come out and I don't think it ever is going to come out because the Kickstarter that I, I refuse to contribute to has been up for like six years or something like that. And they have yet to finish the game. Right. But the demo is one of the most, I showed it to Brandon. He nearly shit his dick because <laughs> it was so fucking spooky and everything was just so unsettling and weird. I, I like, I don't know. I like stuff like I, that. And I, I, I can't never, wait for um, Joey to discover that kind of shit. <laughs> yeah. I was playing that um game outlast for, but I talked about it on the show way back in the day. Um, which that thing that? creeped me the fuck out. You're basically in an asylum oh, yeah. and uh, wandering around and creepy shit goes down. And are you, uh, are there, is there any like combat element at all? I don't think so, no. Okay. No, I think you've got a flashlight and it's just get the fuck out of there. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, if, it has, if it has combat, if it has combat that's too involved for me, I just want to be like a person walking around, like interacting with objects and stuff. Yeah. Nice. I will say um, the newest Resident Evil game is kind of a hybrid of that. I mean, it does yeah. have combat, but it's supposed to be much more of like a suspense, like you're in the middle of nowhere and there's this family and they're kind of gross. And most of the time you're just running the fuck away yes. from them because they're impossible to kill. 
There was the, uh, there was also another, it was a demo that they, I want to say it was like an Oculus Rift, or it was a Vive thing, where you played through it and you would die. There's no way for you for, for, to live. But mm-hmm. then if you played it again, your first play would affect the second play. Like, you would see a ghost of your previous self, and you would oh, always weird. see them like, yeah. Like, it was, it was a mindfuck, and that's the scariest thing I've heard people play as far as, like, the reactions. Like, this very much disturbed them, but it was super then, fun. But the third time you played, do you see two ghosts? Yeah, and other things. I can't talk about it. I, I did <laughs> no. a couple of. Uh, I signed an NDA. I did a, I did a couple of Google Cardboard games that were super Ooh, fucking creepy. Nice. Like you just like walk, wandering around in like a creepy house, and then spooky ghosts are in the corner of your eye. You turn around, and there's something there. It's I funny how like all those conventions, which would seem stale if you were like watching a movie or a TV show, like as presented in just like a virtual reality game. App, what, they're right back to 100% oh, effective. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Absolutely. I played a, uh, a Resident Evil game for the 3DS, which is like super polygon graphics. It's basically like Time Crisis. Like even even now, that's a new, new-ish system, but it doesn't look that great. I was playing a Resident Evil game. I was locked in a closet. I was trying to get out, and I turned around, and the monster was coming out of something, a porthole in the boat, and I was screaming like a child, like just shooting at it. I and thought I'm you an were adult playing man. the game locked in a closet. That's what I thought. <laughs> I was in I was, a closet. I was locked in I a like closet play... for a few hours. I had my game. Yeah. I give Jelly a key. I'm like, Jelly, come back in three hours. Let me just play this. This is this is my alone time. I got to get my fear back. <laughs> I got to get my fear back. <laughs> got to get scared. <laughs> I got to get spooked. Ramjack's suffering will be legendary. Even in hell. Oh, so goodness. I'm not a monster. Thank you. No, is any, you're not is a anyone, Can I have an example of a monster, though? Has anyone got an example on hand of what a monster is in this, the high holiday times? Because I'm still in the junior bracket, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, That's true. Well, I'm, I'm going to build up because I, I've let you guys know a little bit about the monster that I'm going to end this little list with. And uh, so I'm going to give you a couple, like, mini tiny monsters that I'm not going to put in my eventual April anarchy bracket. But I just saw these guys uh, yesterday during my commute home. First guy, uh, so when you go to my train station, you go uh, underground, you go down a flight of stairs, you go through a turnstile, and then you go down another flight of stairs to the platform where the train is waiting for you. And it's very polite. The train waits for you. (laughs) And then you get on the train. It waits for you. It's very nice. Um, Hmm. There was a guy, so I, I go down the first flight of stairs, I'm approaching the turnstile, and I realize the guy in front of me is fully walking through the train station with no shoes on. And, I mean, you don't have to look at the floor. Like, you can to confirm that it is unspeakably dirty. Like, that's not a floor that you could ever hope to really keep clean in any real way. But he's walking, like, and he's just a guy, like, purely normal. He's heading straight for the turnstile. Like, there's nothing, like, this guy's living situation, I have to assume, is uh, perfectly average. Uh, He's just choosing He's just this lanky white guy in, like, sort of grungy attire, walking barefoot, and he's holding sandals. No. What? And then he, and then here's the craziest part, goes through the turnstile after scanning his card, goes through the turnstile, drops the sandals, puts them on. What? Was he afraid? Was he afraid to go down the flight of stairs while, like, in flippy flops because he thought he might trip? Because if that's the case, he had another he had another set of stairs to go down to get to the platform. There's an escalator that goes up, but you have to go down the stairs. 
Listen, if you don't trust your footwear on stairs, it's time to buy new shoes. Yeah. Well, I I don't know what I don't know what could have possibly been going on. It was it oh. was truly a, a ramjack moment. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand how to explain that either. Yeah, that's disgusting. Bad. That's and bad. had he been walking it just in the street up above ground, I don't know how long this guy went without his sandals being on his feet. But if you have shoes, just wear your shoes, man. I don't know what's going on with you. You you might be a hippy dippy grungy guy, but you're gonna step on something, and if you don't, you're already stepping in like the world. Oh. Like you're stepping yeah, in the world. <laughs> yeah. You, do you know how much like oh. DNA and spit oh. and blood and sweat and dirt and grime and fucking like human salt you're stepping in? Oh, <laughs> oh you're just oh, so disgusting. Yeah, that's a that's not to mention like the fungus or parasites you can actually get, which is one of the reasons oh. you don't need to walk around outside. Oh, I mean, yeah, ringworm yeah. is a real thing you can get <laughs> by walking barefoot just around. I mean, I felt like an idiot because I contracted athlete's foot after going to the gym and like taking a shower without like shower shoes. Oh man, that was a mistake on my part, and I, I paid dearly by having a case of athlete's foot that lasted for like nine weeks I, I went through like three tubes of like fucking antifungal cream like oh, that Jonathan, dude deserves I'm so sorry that dude deserves at best what i got like i hope he doesn't get worse but he could easily contract a real Iron. infection leprosy leprosy, leprosy. i'm leprosy. pretty sure <laughs> gone the mystery no here because i know i know there's a lot of people who try to do the whole oh walking barefoot is better for you walking barefoot Ooh. helps you with your posture it's no. better for your like your bone frame uh, that's, a lot that's of other some homeopathic nonsense. that's some that, whatever that yeah, is that's bullshit. homeopathic bullshit yeah. totally bullshit but those people exist and i know them i haven't seen any thank goodness because everyone wears shoes but the reason I, you're depressed guy, and you want to kill yourself it. is because you don't have a connection to the ground <laughs> yeah I feel so much happier. myself because I see you not wearing shoes. <laughs> if I wear, if I, you'd be surprised, Brad. If you stop wearing shoes, your feet get calluses, and after a while, it still fucking hurts to walk on the yeah. barefoot. Weird. There's it actually hurts a lot worse because it, it now hurts. you have calluses. It hurts. It hurts. Oh. Uh, um, well, how, how so, about this? Oh yes. But the dude, but the guy still had sandals in his hand, That's and then the dropped them part. after the turnstile. So what? Ha- what's Bam. that boundary line? I crossed a threshold with the turnstile. Now I have to put on my shoes. Or did he think, well, now I can't go down to the train platform. That's where it's really dirty. Oh. Like, yeah, I just I don't, don't understand. understand. We'll never know. Monster. Just monster. a monster. Foot How monster. about a fashion monster for you? Yes, now, please. Now, again, I don't, know this, I don't know this guy's story. I don't know where he's coming from. But the outfit that I saw on the same commute, he, he got onto the train one stop before I got off the train. Uh... Going from, I'll go from top to bottom. Maybe I'll, I'll maybe I'll jump around. His T-shirt, black T-shirt, uh, giant cat face. It's a mugshot of a cat, holding up like a little name placard, like you would in a mugshot. And Ugh. there was a lot of text, but the major, the big bulk text said "Mr. Furry Pants." So it's a grown man wearing like a black T-shirt in 93 degree weather, um, with a giant cat that says "Mr. Furry Pants." His shorts are board shorts. Bad, bad. The board shorts are rainbow. Rainbow board shorts. With a black Mr. Furry Pants mugshot t-shirt. And then the shoes are toe shoes. Like individualized croc toe, like hiker shoes. You know how they're supposed to be hiker shoes, but like I've never once seen an athletic person wearing them. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's always like some crazy tourist who like spotted them at an airport. It's just someone who uh, really missed the point. Those things are so ugly. They're just so dumb looking. Yeah. How are people still wearing those in 2017? Isn't that kind of like a five years ago thing? Yeah, very much so. Maybe that pair never. has treated him well. I don't know. Well, no, not a chance. They definitely did not. If you had to wear one of those things, the Mr. Furry Pants t-shirt, the rainbow board shorts, or the croc toe shoes, which of those three things? Not the, They weren't croc. They had like, they were rubberized, but they weren't like croc material. They just make me think of crocs. Still not okay. Still not, Still okay. not okay. Do I have to wear them out in public? Yes, like, you do. How, you have, you have to like pick, you have to pick a piece of item to like, wear out into the world like this so person it's, did. So I'm going out maybe two hours running some errands. <laughs> you go to the supermarket. The shoes, I've, I think I've tried on shoes like that back in the day Fuck when you. it was super popular. <laughs> well, <laughs> hear me out. There were a lot of people who were championing them at summer camp when I was a summer camp counselor. In fact, there were people who wore them every year I was there, so we would talk about them. There was the skepticism about them because they're not comfortable. Um, I was about to say, are they supposed to improve your posture? <laughs> And now that I think about it, I don't think I actually tried any on, but I know a lot of people who did. I had a friend who bought some because there was like a, um, a Groupon, I think, for a Fila version of them. Whatever. But everyone said the same thing. It was trying to get it more like your natural foot. It's like uh-huh. the barefoot guy. It's supposed yep. to help you. But it didn't really work. Like no one, did you? No one wore them for very long. A senator, did you or did you not try on toe shoes? You said, that, I, you said that you thought you did, but then you went back after you heard Brad's very negative reaction. <laughs> Brad, Jonathan, I think what's important is that we get to the heart of the story, which oh, is okay. that these toe shoes are not something that people should wear. And whether I would wear them out in the theoretical future, not whether I have tried them on, thank you very much. Nah, of those three yes. items, do you choose the toe shoes? I'm choosing the toe shoes because I can't <laughs> remember if I ever tried them on, and I think it would be interesting, though it would be incredibly uncomfortable, I think in the long run. Like I'm intrigued by them enough that I would I would I would spend two hours walking around with those. Well, the cat shirt would be hard to pull off. Joey would love it because he loves cats. Um, and he would think it's funny. And I could but I'm a grown man. A cat shirt like that, ah, and I can't wear the rainbow shorts. As much as Vera loves rainbows, we bought her a book today and she was captivated by rainbows. Because I don't know what you pair with a rainbow. I guess a white like nothing. some white shirt. N- I mean not really tea. anything. You think I should go like shirtless? <laughs> just like strapping bare chest with like an open sure. like that guy in time crisis yes if that's the like case the Jonathan, then yes five, man. then i will choose those rainbow shorts brad what are you choosing i i well first obviously if this is a real scenario i would just kill myself <laughs> not gonna you can't, happen you can't do shorts you hate them they're your uh, mortal enemy brad we're ready to go to the shorts. supermarket brad brad <laughs> farewell no the shoes you can't abide by goodbye shoes i would definitely and you I, hate like, cats i, I dislike yeah, cats. i hate cats um, yeah, I would have to wear the shirt, but I the idea Inside of going out. outside in a novelty t-shirt is almost as ludicrous as me going out in a short. And a black never. t-shirt in this heat? Are you... I just... What is going... This guy, like, he literally dressed blind. He just, he just yeah. picked three things out of the closet and threw them on himself. No more graphic tees in general, guys. Agree. No more. None. I've never liked graphic tees. They're I've the never worst. been a fan of graphic tees. I think I technically yeah. do own. I don't know if you if you guys would agree, but I got the shirt that Peter Parker wears in Civil War, the the Vitruvian Pizza T-shirt. If you remember that from Civil War at all, I, I don't know what that. It's a pizza, but it's like segmented up like the Vitruvian Man, 
It's like a, but I just got it because I thought, well, I think I also wanted to dress up like as Peter Parker for a Halloween party, but like not dress up in a real costume. I still wanted to like look like a person to a certain extent. So I got that t-shirt. So I I guess that counts as a graphic tee. I mean, I even own, I own a couple, I suppose. It's just, I don't wear them. Like I'll wear them under something or I'll wear them at home or anything with text on it. Yeah. You do have like shirts with text on it? I I think I think I've got um like honk if you're horny. <laughs> nothing no nothing that. I mean like ah. Do you have the shirt I, I with, mean, with Bert from Sesame Street but he's got like a a a, a grungy haircut and it says no, Bert Cobain? I've, <laughs> I've I think I I think I've got like a a Turner Classics movie shirt that I won. That's insane. <laughs> Whoa. Um, yeah. It's a major and, award. <laughs> and I've got like a Flash t-shirt. Okay. Okay, well, Flash but kind of symbol. counts, but not um, really, because it's a symbol. I, but, I, but I would never go out in... I, I don't go out in just a t-shirt ever. So. I might excuse a logo if you're, if, you're, if you're a big fan of like whatever the logo represents, but if it's, a, if it's a character from a show or a film with text, no. <laughs> if it's, I, I draw if it's, a line. Yeah. If it's a super busy shirt, if it's going to take me more than a passing glance to understand what's going on... That's where I kind of draw the line. If it's Stewie, I'm not a fan of that. If it's Rick and Morty, oh. if it's I don't care. You love the TV show, that's great. I don't need you to wear the T-shirt. Just appreciate the TV show on your own time. You don't need to shove it in my yeah. face. If there's two characters and there's a speech bubble on your T-shirt, stop. Oh, stop. That already requires too much God. work. No or, one wants to read your shirt. I mean, I think it's actually worse when it's just text. Like, yeah. I don't care if you hate yeah. Trump or like what that, that sort of like offensive argument Kickstarter shirt. Like, I, I have a gun and I'll use it like cool T-shirt. You fucking like miserable asshole. <laughs> yeah, you got to go. Everything has to be in, tastefully done. It can't be obnoxious and strange. Go ahead and touch my daughter and then I'll touch your dead body. <laughs> like I don't, Whatever these T-shirts say. God, I fucking hate that shit. Like, all those t-shirts. I think the last time we played um, uh, Sky Moss Scramble, I talked about, like, the Bob merchandise. Like, the Bob t-shirt. Oh, yeah. The Bob mug. The Bob koozie. Like, it's a Bob thing. Don't ask. I'm Bob. <laughs> like, stop it. <laughs> I got my husband Bob a Bob t-shirt. Well, you're a bad gift giver. <laughs> yeah. He needs a wallet, but you got him the entire Bob line. All of it. <laughs> Um, but I, I, so the monster that I've told you guys about in prep for this episode is not someone that the listeners uh, would know about. So I, I would like to tell them about this guy. Um, sure, sure. I've talked about my coworkers in the past. We, uh, we first met Mr. Nice Guy, who I have since redubbed Cool Beans. He's the guy to my left, and he's the guy that says Cool Beans. And well, that answers my question in spades. You remember him. <laughs> Cool beans. Cool beans, my man. Cool beans. Cool beans. I counted one day. He said it 18 times. Wow. Cool beans. You rock, my dude. Cool beans. And then in front of me is, uh, of course, Mr. Nice Guy. I haven't renamed him because he's Mr. Nice Guy. Uh, He, I I don't say this as a joke. I do think he has autism. I think there's something going Mm. on because he reminds me so much of, like, my brother. And, like, I have a reaction to him. Like an irritation that reminds me of when I was young and I was dealing with the fact that I had a younger sibling who had autism. The frustration I feel around this guy is eerily familiar because 
he repeats himself constantly. Um, constantly humming, muttering, singing to himself, seems really overstimulated. Like he's dealing with maybe like almost like a borderline panic attack and he's trying to like talk it down by like engaging with everyone around him. I, whatever he's doing, I get that that's who he is. It is so exhausting and no one can get any work done because he never stops talking. So we have Cool Beans to my left and we have Mr. Nice Guy to my front. Now to my diagonal left um, is this guy that uh, I'm going to name Caleb because his name is Caleb. <laughs> Nice. Caleb doesn't deserve... I think Dan has pulled this before, too. Uh, Caleb doesn't deserve a monster anonymous uh, name. He doesn't deserve that. Um, Because one day... Caleb is a very cool guy. He's cool. Um, He wears glasses. He's got, like, a sleeve tattoo. He's cool, you guys. Like, he probably fucks. He probably, like, fucks real good. Um, But he's also, like... (laughs) He's also, like, detached, like a whatever guy. Like, if you're my friend, that means you're cool. But, like, for the most part, I don't think I like people because I'm Caleb. I'm, I'm just me, you know? Like, I'm, I'm listening to my headphone, like my, like my techno music. I'm Caleb. He was kind of just a person. I had no real opinion of him. Very smarmy, like, like jokey guy. Like, during uh, conference meetings, he would tell a lot of uh, snarky jokes at the speaker's expense to their face. To their face. Wow. Because he thought, like, he's the, guy that, he's the guy in the back of the class, leaning against the wall in his chair, and making fun of the substitute teacher. What because did he his, say to these speakers? Um, Brad, do you remember when we talked about the DISC program? Yes. Okay, so the DISC program is D-I-S-C, and it, it's a personality diagnostic test that categorizes you as a D, an I, an S, or a C person, a personality type. Okay. And it yeah. allows you to better understand your coworkers and what they, uh, how they process and how they work. Caleb's big joke was, oh, yeah, I'm a definite D. I'm a big D. Yeah, I like to think I'm a big, gigantic D, like, all the time. I think my friends would say that, too. I'm a gigantic D. Wow. To the point Come where the on, woman Caleb. was like, I get it. That's hilarious. I'm going to move on. Because you've said That's... it. You've interrupted me about four times now, like you're a 13-year-old. And I'm getting paid to, like, visit your office. So, like, if you say it again, I have no reason not to punch your fucking throat in. <laughs> because I'm not paid by you, so okay, shut the fuck up. So Caleb's That's a cool. douchebag. Okay, yeah, Caleb's definitely yeah. And as I've explained before, like our workday is calling people. We call a lot of architects, general contractors, and we try to get information from them. Uh, Caleb calls uh, cities a lot. Uh, city um, building departments, planning departments, county building and planning departments to try and get info from, like, government bureaucrats, like people who work in city and county government who aren't obligated to share information at all. I mean, even though it is technically public of public record, if they don't, that's the magical thing about being a government worker in, like, a shitty, not-great job. If you don't want to help someone, you don't have to. No one has to help mm-hmm. anyone. That's the thing. But Caleb, who's a straight white man with a sleeve tattoo and fucking, like, cool spectacles on his fucking head who, like, probably fucks. He thinks, I guess, that he's owed information. 
Cool Beans gets really mad too. These, these they have this in common. When government people don't give them information, they get really pissed off. Like, genuinely, I'm not kidding. They get angry. And I don't know why, because it's not like they lose money when the information is not provided. They're just straight white guys who are not being given what they want. And as a result, um, they feel like they can get to say whatever they want once the phone is, is, once they hang up, they're allowed to say whatever they want about that person. And what I've heard a lot recently is men around the office, many people have heard this, men hanging up the phone and being like, what a fucking bitch. This is in the workplace. This is in the workplace. And Caleb um, upped the ante by hanging up a phone. This is at 8 o'clock in the morning. He said, well, first cunt of the day. God damn. This is an office with a woman sitting right in front of him. He says it plain as day, not muttering to himself. He says it for the amusement and the knowledge of everyone around him. First cunt of the day. Cool beans and nice guy, they laugh. So that's that's how cool these guys are. Nope. So they laugh either out of nervousness or uncomfortability or they genuinely... I think Cool Beans thought it was funny because he's 23. Cool Beans is so fucking stupid and I, I attribute most of that to him being 23. So Caleb says that. And the woman who's sitting right in front of him goes, Caleb. And his response is, sorry. Fuck, nope. So th- nope. Fire him immediately. Fire him yeah, immediately. Bye, Caleb. Can't. I, bye. I, let her I let my manager know. She's across the room and she, she was instantly like, what the fuck are you even talking about? Like, Jesus fucking Christ. The woman who sits in front of him, my manager contacts her and says, "Is did that happen? And she's like, don't even worry about it. I'm already talking to people. Like, I'm already talking to his manager. I'm already talking to like anyone that I can because I don't know what kind of environment these guys think we're in, but like, is this fucking a production of Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's like this is the most toxic masculinity of toxic masculinity. Yes. Like you can't, you cannot. And like, here's the thing because there have been, there have been instances there have, I know there have, when I've hung up a phone after like a particularly bad conversation with a with a woman who was, you know, actually rude to me or like talked over me and or hung up on me. And I've internally had the thought of what a fucking bitch. And that is because we are absolutely trained. We're we're not trained to really respond to like we're not trained to recognize our like frustration and just sort of deal with it. We're, we're sort of trained to just sort of lash out. And the way we lash out is we, we just look at the person or imagine the person and the word that is the worst word imaginable comes to mind. So if you're a woman, you're a fucking cunt or a bitch. If you're gay, it's you're a fucking faggot. And if you're black, you're a fucking nigger. And those words come to mind because we know that those are the worst words. And like every single one of us has like an innate misogyny and fucking racism that we have to like fucking battle with and wrestle with every single day. I, I fucking do all the time because you can't you can't say it in an office. And if you want to say it in private, that's even more fucked up. Like, because, yeah. you know, Caleb fucking talks about women like that. Oh, of course, of course. And all the time, it's his MO. And it's like, I'm not the thought police. Like, I don't want to police whatever you choose to do, but it's like, there has to be, there has to be a consequence, a social consequence. Yeah. Like, you can't just say that. And then when someone calls you out, you'd be like, sorry, I guess. 
No. Yeah, the, no. Yeah, that's no, that's no, the no. monster. You're living in the real world. Like words have, even if you if don't think somehow, they have impact, they do have impact. Yeah. If somehow in a public setting you were to say that out loud, even in a moment of of understandable frustration. Yeah. Um. Come on. If if the your immediate as soon as the words tripped out of your mouth somehow. Uh, which is, I'm, I'm giving a, this is a really extreme, crazy circumstance <laughs> yeah. to begin with. Um, you should definitely follow up with a, a huge, genuine apology and explanation as best you can. Oh my god. Like, I, because that's... I don't even know how you would be able to defend yourself when you, you can. said something like that. And especially in a public work environment. You, you can't defend yourself. All you can really say is, I'm sorry, that was horrific. That but was horrific. But the thing is, it was But how do you like, even, like, not come off it was as even the a worst person? It wasn't even a moment of frustration. It was like, it was, it was a, it was in a joking manner. Oh, like no. you can't. Well, and in his no. mind, what did she he do to that you? woman? And she was, she deserved to be called that. Oh yeah, but like it's in, yeah, in his, his mind, you didn't give me a phone number. You're a cunt. Really? That really? So like, that's how little it takes for a woman to be labeled that in your mind. Like, you miserable piece of shit. And I didn't say anything, and like, I thought about that for like three days straight. How he said that, she said Caleb, and he said sorry, and maybe he had to have a talk with his manager. But in that moment, like, when it happened, I didn't do anything. And I just, I felt really fucking shitty about it, because I've had that internal thought of, you know, calling women a bitch in my mind, because they didn't because they were rude to me for two seconds. And I fucking, in my mind, it feels horrible enough to do it in my mind. And like, this guy's not gonna have to like, deal with anything or think about anything. And I said to Chris, I was like, I wish he would say it again. Because I know that if he said it again, I would fucking explode on him. I have no respect for him. Um, People have been like, oh, he's actually like a really cool guy. No, he's not. And, like, now that you know that he said that, you should not want to talk to him anymore. Because, especially, like, women pal around with him. They sit down with him. I want to be like, do you realize he called him? Really? Yeah. Like, because probably they don't know. It's a small office, but they probably just don't know. Or maybe they don't care because here's the thing, like, a lot of women use the word bitch. A lot of women use the word cunt. You know, that's completely different because if you're within that group, in that community... Maybe you have a personal connection or history with that word, and if you want to use that, that is not up to me. That is not up to anyone else, except like you. And oh yeah, that's your decision. That's you know it's that's totally a discussion uh, that we've been having for I don't know how long about how black people use the word nigger and gay people. I've used the word faggot a lot, a lot, and I know what that word means in other contexts, and I still choose to use it sometimes. And Chris and I have been having like a conversation about like what does that mean, and like me using that like. Does that lend, does that help it survive? And like, you know, there's all kinds of like gray angles you could take with this. Sure. Oh yeah. Some people consider it more of like a reclaiming of the word. Sure. Repurposing it for your own meanings, which well, is totally valid. But I, I don't think, and all these things, even if they do use that gray, word, even if they, all these shades of gray can exist, but I think definitely. the intention yes. is so much more uh, the issue, especially here, mm-hmm. especially if you're outside of the group that the term affects. Yes. Yeah. Like Caleb uses it and I want to I want to sit him down and be like explain to me how you using that word has nothing to do with your like innate hatred of women. Yeah. Like you're you you're a lazy misogynist asshole who on on a on a very base level hates women. Yeah. 
Definitely. I'm not willing or to have a conversation to a point that. where he wants to like, yeah. And it's, maybe the women who like pal around with him, maybe they know about it. Maybe they don't care. And it's like, okay, you don't care. But every single time I see him talking to a woman, I want to walk up and go, hey, Caleb, why don't you tell them about the time you hung up with a, 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 a someone that you were talking to and called them a cunt? Do you still want to have this like fun conversation? Like he, he is the comedian. People think of him as like a comedian around the office because he's like a cool comedian. He's like a Bill Maher like, don't give no shit. I speak my mind. Guess what he did uh, yesterday? Hey. Yesterday, he brings up this homeless man who is always standing at the corner of Randolph and State when you get right off of the train station. You come up and there's this guy there and he's always saying good morning. He has his he has his change cup and he's saying good morning, good morning. He's like saying it like very loud and boisterous, and that's kind of like his thing that he does. There's that guy, like there's another guy at another corner nearby who always uh, is shouting, "Can you help? Can you help?" Um, there's another guy. I don't think I've ever mentioned this person. This has nothing to do with Caleb. There's a guy who I have seen ever since I started working downtown. He always sits in the same spot. He's got a sign. And some days the sign will say hunger strike day three, hunger strike day four. And then sometimes it doesn't say that. <laughs> so I don't really know what's going on with this hunger strike. Nice. Um, what has consistently been on his sign uh, on one side, it has always said FBI daily rape me. I have no idea what that means. Um, he's always got he's always got that. That, that. That's his hallmark thing. During the Obama administration, he had a picture of Obama with a Hitler mustache. <laughs> wow. Don't really know what was going on there. Um, don't know how, how that connects to FBI daily rape me. And now the other side, now that we're in the Trump administration, this has nothing to do with anything, I don't think. Now the other side of the sign says, it's like a recommendation for an eye doctor. It says something like, <laughs> it says something like, go to doc, eye doctor Salim, Salim something, I don't know. It, and... I just, I cannot even begin to explain it. But I love watching people walk by and reading the phrase FBI daily rape me. <laughs> that guy never talks. I've never seen that guy talking to anyone. Wow. But the good morning guy, Caleb, being a comedian, right. says to one of his bro, bro time buddies, why is that guy always saying good morning? Good morning. Good morning. Why is he always saying that? Why is, what does he have to be happy about? What? <laughs> Fuck off. God damn it, Caleb. Oh. What does he think? He's, he's in his comedian mode. What does he think? He's better than me? The guy who he's talking to, who I also don't like, but I've never heard him say anything as horrific as first cunt of the day, so I'll give him that fucking brownie point. He responds to Caleb by saying, he's probably just happy he's alive, man. <laughs> and then that, that's when Caleb said, what does he think? He's better than me? And then the, the bro guy just goes, well, dude, you have a house. Like, like basically just saying, like, why are you... Yeah, yeah well, this is a this weird happening? thing to say. Here's here's first rule of comedy: don't punch down. Don't punch yeah, down. Yeah, that's. Ugh. Like, there are monsters, and then there are just fucking like, jeez, yeah. like yeah. you can There's wear rainbow chaos. board shorts, and you're you're like, that's a fashion crime. <laughs> that's why he's not yeah. in my bracket at I mean, this point. But there's mysteries there. That's a mysterious, like, faux pas that uh, borderlines Jonathan, on monstrosity. Uh, I mentioned it on the on the last episode that is yet to come uh, out, but uh, at Halloween Horror Nights, um, first uh, our second night there, I witnessed a, a female wearing a Jeff Dunham t-shirt no. featuring all of his characters. <laughs> I mean, everyone loves Jeff Dunham. Men, women, children, the old. 
I mean, they're all white. <laughs> they're all. Love that racist jalapeno. If you want a Gosh. hell, if you want a hellscape, two minutes, watch the trailer for that Netflix special that just came out. Never. That Netflix Never. special. The jokes Yikes. that he tells, the jokes that he tells, and the reaction shots of that audience. I thought I was in. I thought I was in the Speed Force. I thought I was trapped in the Speed Force, having to relive my worst moments over and over again for eternity. I may or may not be watching the Flash right now. <laughs> nice, nice, great show. So Caleb's definitely going to be in the bracket, uh, along with Mister uh, Mister Nice Guy. Is a he's a he's a sore spot for me because there's part of me that really thinks there's something going on there that I just don't know about. I just don't know autism. Depression. He, this guy's broken. Like he is a broken person. <laughs> I I would say that mystery with that guy and the fact that you're teetering would be like maybe don't. Maybe he's not a monster. And this is coming I, I from someone so who's either. in the junior monster bracket. So maybe my opinions aren't <laughs> supposed to be taken very well. I'm listening. But I can guarantee you that Caleb is a monster. Like that guy is the worst. Cool Beans is a monster too because I yeah well Cool Beans rolls cigarettes at his desk. Loose tobacco everywhere. Everywhere! And I sent you the email about how he takes his phone out of his protective case every morning and sets the case to the side, and then I noticed that there was a finger-length hair between between the two pieces of the protective case. For two hours, I had to stare at that thing until he finally noticed it. Where'd that hair come from, dude? Your hair is short. Uh, it's really short, uh, dude. That's a long life. hair. That's gross. He also used the phrase, I made dinner for my boys last night. Don't say that. Never say his that. His children are like no, his, his boys are referring to. His, his loser 23-year-old roommates. He made pork chops. Oh. I made pork chop for the boys last night. I made night. dinner for my boys last night. Cool, you're 23. Is that the only thing you've ever done? <laughs> Oh, yikes, 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 yikes. And he gets mad too. Like he'll hang up the phone and he'll be like, God, that guy wouldn't fucking give me anything. Are you okay? You're, Obviously you're not. You're a shitty job. It's a shitty like, job. But why like, do you care? Why are you taking it personally? Because this is his livelihood. This is my if livelihood. he doesn't have information from these people, what does he have? I just the came back from my third. I just came back from my third 10 minute smoke break of the day. And yes, that means I'm taking a lot more time out of my day than everyone else is allowed to, but I'm a smoker. I'm allowed to take these breaks. I smoke cigarettes. And then I and then I come back and Jonathan has to smell you, smell me, I should say, reeking of cigarettes while I eat my ravioli out of a Tupperware container. Mmm, yummy, ah! yummy hot ravioli ah. smells. Creamy mixing with cigarette smoke. I love that. Thank you, nope. Cool Beans, a.k.a. Aaron. <laughs> Monster. Monster. Hi, this is Aaron Sabonia with Construct Connect. I just wanted to say cool beans. <laughs> <laughs> Have you tried the ravioli today? The boys say it's excellent. Uh, the boys. God, damn it, he wouldn't give me anything. <laughs> I just want to be home with my boys. <laughs> God. Hey, can I bump a smoke off of you really quick? I got to go back out. Oh, uh, can, I, can I give you one more Caleb quote? Please. Uh, he was describing, he went to like... Um, Coachella or like Lollapalooza. I think it was like a, it was a Chicago music festival. So maybe it was Lollapalooza. Um, someone asked him like, Hey Caleb, what was Lollapalooza like this weekend? And he goes, decadence, debauchery, everything a boy could ask for. 
Oh, jeez. He's the devil. Caleb. He's the oh. devil. He's the devil. He's the devil. He truly is. Decadence, is debauchery, Caleb? everything a boy could ask for. Oh. Is Caleb attractive? No. Well, that says everything. I There was a moment where I... I early on where I was like, do I think this guy is, because I've been like attracted to sort of like bro-y, sort of like sporty guys, but he's he's not, he's pretending to be all things. Like he's trying to be bro-y, but he like, he's got glasses and he's got like a tattoo sleeve. He's nothing. Like he's just this mash of like guy stereotypes. And you know he couldn't fucking throw a punch to save his life. And he probably can't fuck well, and he probably can't hold his booze well. Like, he's probably a disaster in all of the quote-unquote masculine realms. So I don't know where the fuck this guy thinks he can swing his dick around. You he's, can't yeah. You can't fuck worth shit. He's a, he's a walking lie. He can't fuck worth shit, and he surely can't throw a punch when you need him to. God, yeah, you went to Lollapalooza, and you probably made out with, like, a fucking 19-year-old who's probably really 16. <laughs> Careful, Caleb. Decadence, debauchery, debauchery and decadence. Oh, everything a boy could ask for. Yeah, now look at your computer and call another architect. <laughs> You're not fucking Caligula. <laughs> I used my death machine to chop off the heads of my enemies, and then I fucked three children. <laughs> I'm Caligula. <laughs> and then I called an architect. And then I called, then I called an, architect an architect who was mean to me. <laughs> yeah, no surprise. Didn't get anything from him either. Uh, I'd actually prefer not to talk about that project. Uh, my client, we signed a, an NDA. Oh, fucking cunt. Yeah, you're a really Excuse cool, me? really cool guy. Hey. Really cool guy. I hope you marry someday. I'm going to show gross. up to Caleb's wedding. You don't want to wish that on anybody. I'm going to show up to Caleb's wedding. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I don't care if Crash it's 14 it. years from now. 15 Ruin years. it. You're going to fly all the way to Vegas? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're at Vegas. You go up to the altar. She's about to say I do, and you're like, hold up, honey. Hold up, I need honey. to hear something. Caleb, uh, what did you call that one woman out on the phone after you? Uh, she wouldn't give you information. Oh, oh your bachelor that party was in Tahiti. Excuse oh, me. Big surprise. Big surprise. I, yeah, that oh, one is relationship. That, that'll get him. That'll show Caleb. <laughs> Doc, you gotta help me. I saw three new monsters this week, and I can't handle it. First off, on the interstate, there was a goof driving around, rear-ending people. He can't be the only one out there. There's thousands of cars. How do I know which ones are goofs and not? And then there was this toddler. He had his parents' cell phone, and he was happy one minute, but then he got too much attention, and he threw the phone down and glass went everywhere. It almost got in my shoes. I almost stepped on it. Is my phone next? Is it? Is it? And then, in the parking lot at the grocery store, there were people walking in the middle God, ladies, it was horrible. They came out of nowhere. So many doors. I just want you to relax. I just want you to relax. Okay. Relax. Relax. And breathe. Breathe in. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe out. Remember, these aren't monsters. These aren't even close to monsters. Not even close to monsters. Not monsters at all. The only The only monster you have to fear. Is Ramjack. It's Ramjack. Ramjack? the subject of the workplace, I mentioned it a little bit last week. When the hurricane came and I had no power, I delved into a little book called The End of Loyalty, The Rise and Fall of Good Jobs in America by Rick Wartzman. A little thing I just I just got to in this book that's 
kind of blowing my mind, but not surprising at all, because we live in a terrible system that we should all destroy and abolish <laughs> capitalism. Brad is turning um, into Che Guevara yet again. <laughs> I'm just saying. He's got his hat out. Oh, capitalism. So I, I learned a little bit about the history of the 401k. Um, wow, which is something like I've never considered ever. Like the, hi- yeah. like the history of the concept of like, you know, what that is and what that became. Yeah, so this book is fascinating. Um, it's largely focusing on like a few major corporations. I think uh, GM, Ford, uh, Coca-Cola, and Kodak are kind of mainly what it's following the history of labor in America through. Interesting. Loosely. I, we're in the 80s at this point. We're in Reaganomics times, of course. Mm-hmm. Everything's um, burning. <laughs> Every, it's just a goddamn nightmare. Just to see Republican like financial policies, just to, to hear the history of them is very upsetting. And that's, of course, when CEO pay like ballooned to, uh, I mean, not what it is now, obviously, but became on the road to where we are now, where it's out of control. What I didn't know was um, for a, a large percentage of major corporations... You know, we used, we used to have pension plans, and that was, like, you know, the main thing. You know, you work for this company for so long, and you get a pension when you retire. Uh-huh. And you and that's that's your retirement. That's what you work for. That's what you dedicated and loyal to a company for. That's the whole reason that we have this giant middle class. Um, so the 401k really came into being in the late 70s, 80s, as we know it now. And it was not intended to be the main retirement program. It was a supplement. The whole idea is you would have, you know, your regular pension, and but you could also um, invest in this 401k um, because it also it keeps it keeps the money in the stocks. It's it's helping the rich, of course. Yeah. Like it helps it helps inflate stock. It helps the CEOs get more more and more and more money. Um, but it's risky for the investor, obviously, because it is investment. Um, but it, it's not guaranteed. Yeah, but it's also like it, it, it serves them in a couple of ways because it makes them seem like they are interested in investing in your future in this new way. And it also makes exactly. you feel like you're kind of like playing with the big boys. Like, exactly. I think I'm a big boy now. <laughs> and also it gives, it gives false stability to the stock market, which is why we can have like crazy things happen and like you know we can have we don't have you know necessarily the same crash we had in the 20s but we have the crash we had in 2008 where the rich people still come out perfectly fine Mm -hmm. and just the idea that like that we've so quickly changed what the hell the retirement plan is the payoff for working your entire life it's very upsetting. Well, then, you know, a baby boomer would, you know, just so easily take to the internet these days and talk about how, you know, people who are working now are complaining too much about this and that, about the system and this, that, and the other. And it's like, but yeah, you're, you're one of the last people that were, that were really able to benefit from something like a pension program. And now, like my company, of course there's no pension program. No, I have a 401k. No they have a, I have a 401k and they act like, I mean, everybody's been sold on the idea of like, I have a 401k. That's great. Yeah. I, I'm so lucky to have that. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it's better than, I guess, fuck all nothing. But that's what they're yeah. betting on, that you'll take better than nothing. Exactly. Like, we've, like, it is insane to think of what we've given up. Like, 
it's just the idea that like and as soon as like the they started pushing these 401k plans in like these big companies they slowly started taking over and they started phasing out you know the guaranteed pensions and all of this and it's like yeah just put it on the 401k like the economics of this country is a goddamn nightmare but it's happened it's happened in such a short period of time we all should be aware and terrified. My, my mom's been telling me a lot about the situation in Kentucky where the pensions for all Kentucky teachers have been yeah. spent by the government. They borrowed a, They borrowed from the pension funds for teachers. It's gone. It's just yeah. gone. And the reaction that they have provided to the public in response to their understandable outrage is, well, that money's gone. We'll try to figure out something, but we are making zero guarantees to you. And have a good day. Like, my mom has talked about all the different ideas they've been floating around as to how retirement is going to work in the next, for the next generation of teachers, basically, like all the 22-year-olds that they want to hire. I mean, they're impl- they want to implement some truly fucking crazy uh, pro- like, yeah. I can't remember like all the there, there are so many and they all suck but they act also, like they're great options they act like they're great yeah there's also <laughs> um, a lot of older teachers that are looking to retire early so they can still get their pension mm-hmm. and the fucking governor threatened them mm-hmm. like it is psychotic like you can't do this to people like guys there's going to be a revolution of some sorts and it's probably going to be a bloody fucking nightmare. Okay. Because we're getting closer every day, and that is no exaggeration. I mean, I hope it's not. I genuinely hope it's not. Because what I have witnessed ever since Trump took office is astonishing to me. Like, the ability of people to just not only bend and then break and then fucking, like, eat their own tail in a desperate attempt to prove that their vote was not wrong, that what they chose to vote for, which was racism, fucking racism and fucking sexism and all of this bullshit, Bullshit was f- for them to justify it. They've had to just stop caring about themselves and their families and everyone that they could ever hope to love or care for. Nobody, everybody. Every, it feels like his base has just written off their own health, their own safety, the, the health and safety of but, their families. They don't care about. It seems like they don't care about any of this stuff. Yeah. Like they could be robbed blind, personally, and it seems yeah. like they'd be well, like, I don't care. But that's also. His base, though, is a very small amount of people. It's a, it's a small group. Like, it's a crazy, psychotic group that is perfectly willing to stick their head in the ground. But it is a small group. But, like, we've also said, I mean, uh, when I've been here and you, when you guys have been together just on your own, like, the idea of him winning again seems very feasible. Oh, yeah. So, like, it just... Yeah. It, Sadly, it always, yes. It always astonishes me how, like, you can look at it from all these different ways, like the demographics and the, and, and who makes up what... Um, base and when you look at it in certain ways it seems like oh there's no way he could win or there's no way that they'll put up with this for any for any longer but then they do and he does and I just I hope that there's a match I like I hope that there's like a straw that like gets broken or uh, that breaks our backs finally and we just decide to I I don't know like it's astonishing to me that it hasn't happened already yeah. Like the fact I mean, that teachers aren't in Kentucky aren't striking right now. They're talking about yeah, striking and it's like you should be on strike right now. <laughs> yeah. My aunt and uncle I, uh, in Pennsylvania 
when they started in public education in like the 70s, they told me that they got like, in the 70s, they got like $3,000 a year, something like that. Like, I mean, a number that I think even for the time was probably very low, but they spent their entire lives like being hard nosed, like teachers union, digging our heels in the dirt, we want what we want. If you don't fucking give it to us, we are going on strike today and walking the fuck out. And they always got what they wanted. They always got what they wanted. Because at the end of the day, money is abstract. When you're talking about military budgets, we can spend trillions. When, it, when you're talking yeah. about teachers' pensions in Kentucky, suddenly money is real and it's tangible and it can yeah. be lost. Well, That's bullshit. Yeah, that's another it thing. Is this bullshit. book is going in. As I'm getting a lot of in this book is just like the history of labor in this country mm-hmm. and the, the way we've destroyed unions, and it's it's so upsetting. Like we need like strong unions again to fight back. But the problem is like it, it, there used to be enough union power to have some influence. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is now I'm, again, it always comes back to me that the Democratic Party is just decimated. Like, there's Something's nothing wrong. there. Something's wrong. Well, what's wrong is that, like, since, like, since Reagan, they, we've, we've been fucked since Reagan, uh, because that's when the Democrats started this neoliberal bullshit, where it's like, hey, we're gonna move to the center, uh, we're gonna work, we're gonna have a big tent, we're gonna let everybody be part of us, so then it's us against the Republicans, when all that's done is driven the Republicans further and further right, and driven the Democrats to center, in quotes, but to the right, I mean, uh, again, was it last week Hillary Clinton was out saying, um, I see myself in between center left and center right. Fuck that shit. I mean, that's, I like, mean, we clearly can't... not surprising. I mean, very consistent. What is that we, cannot, we cannot fucking go any farther to the right. Like, we can't. The next step is fucking Auschwitz. Like, we, that's the, that's how much further can we go? Like, you cannot move any further to the right, and anyone trying to argue for the center right now is insane. Like, the fact that we have any, like, Democrat senators that aren't supporting Medicare for all right now, why not? The Republicans have the most unpopular health care bill ever, and they keep trying and they keep failing, even though they have all the power in the world. The Democratic Party, like, needs to stand up for something mm. besides the people signing their paychecks. And the reason, since this money got involved in the late 70s and Ronald Reagan was popular, the Democrats have been running this neoliberal bullshit where it's like, we're going to be Republican light, we're going to take money, we're going to work with Wall Street, we're going to get rid of Social Security. A lot of concessions along a lot of fronts. And that's how we got here. Because if you just keep pushing to the right, they're going to go further to the right, and so is everything else. and And then in the end, you get to where we are now, where... They can't do anything. They can't do anything. They signed off on that insane military spending bill. Like, it's absolutely I, nuts. No. It's, I mean, that pa- that passed basically without a hiccup. Yeah, Not at absolutely. Yeah. Because how many can't, people you voted against it? Like, it was like, military. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Democrats was, moving center for a Democrat is seen as like a good thing. It's a compromise. I'm, you know, I'm yeah, willing yeah. to talk and I'm willing to, you know, come to the table. For a Republican to come to center, I mean, in this day and age, that's seen as a crime, and that's seen as yeah. like, 
You know, well, I mean, a lot of Republicans would like to claim that they don't like Trump's extremism and how far he would like to push the party, but they're not doing, like, they're like the Democrats. They're never going to do anything to truly stand up to him and truly make their opinions known because they know they'll be fucking put on a stick and put out in the front yard. So, I mean, the Democrats the have been moving more Democrats, center, and the Republicans have no have ability to do anything except move farther they- right. If the, the the Democrats shouldn't go along with a talking point that they they need to work together. Like, that's fucking bullshit. It's always been bullshit. They're just playing into Republican talking points and going along with it. It doesn't benefit them at all. Like, strike back hard. Act, act like as big a fucking dick as a Republican. But <laughs> be on the right side of the issue, and you win. I mean, the most disturbing concession that they apparently have been willing to make, uh, some people in the Democratic Party, it seems like a fringe but that whole idea of maybe we should give up on abortion like defending women's rights to have an abortion like i've never i mean that really did feel like thunder like like a port like a portentous like that's a bad bad sign if you're really willing to throw women under the bus like that yeah and has did bernie have any sort of quote like was he in line with that at all no. Okay, I of course not. I don't know. I for some reason like that. I don't know why that came to the forefront of my mind. But like, I don't know. It just it's surprising when people come out and say things like that. Like you never really expect it from some of these people, but they just they just want to stay where they are, and they just want to. For a lot of these guys, like it is Nancy, the lobbying money. Uh, you guys were talking about how Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer have got to go. Oh boy. You guys were talking about what was it, the Ohio guy who got like a hundred thousand dollars for like helping yeah. the, the well, pharmaceutical was, lobbyists or something like that. There was a yeah, there was a list where we actually got to see how much each politician got paid right. by a certain um, yeah interest group, yeah. and one guy held out basically for upwards of a hundred thousand dollars. But a lot of the uh, lower level senators, like in the House, um, or representatives, I mean, they only got paid like a. F- like ten thousand, twelve thousand. That one seems of them got crazy. Paid Thirty. Like which is like, you guys were talking yeah. about how like a hundred thousand didn't seem all that much, but in my mind, I was like, I could totally see someone selling out for a hundred thousand dollars. Like I can totally see that. Ten thousand, that does seem crazy to me. Like yeah. for, I mean, you're a politician. I know you're not like you're not a CEO of Kodak. Like I know that you're not making umpteen millions every year, but for you to sell out for like ten k, man. Man alive. Like, what's that 10K like, going towards, doing? dude? What are you doing with it? What did you need that 10K for so badly? That Oh, what you need it for is to pay your buddy um, that uh, works in uh, advertising for political campaigns um, because, you know, you're just a little off being able to afford him. So you got to get that money for him because he does a great job. He's got great numbers and he's friends with everybody else. So then you're in the club. If you're in the yeah. club, you're fine. Like it's we've it's people wonder so why they don't people wonder why they don't want to what more people like don't run for office because it's a nightmare. Oh, you can't. It's a it's you a system can't. that well, it's like, almost impossible. Yeah, you got to start out point. right from the gate with a lot of money, and yeah. when you start asking money. people for money, they want things, <laughs> and a lot of the people who really want things in exchange for money aren't great people. <laughs> Never. I'll give you a lot Never. of money. Oh, if. <laughs> I mentioned uh, it on the I, show a long time ago, a long time, a few months ago. We should start crowdfunding initiatives and just outpay the pe- other people, uh, and hope that works. Well, because well, sorry, Alex, we had to use our crowdfunding to pay people's medical bills because that's the country we live and in, and pay off their like mortgages. But what if and we student loans? <laughs> it, true, but I mean, 
I mean, yeah, it's... How, how much money I do you think... that's not an actual... Oh, yeah, I, sure. Um, how Just much... making sure. Just making sure. <laughs> I want to be on the record as being facetious. Um, how much do you think Pennsylvania public school teachers make uh, today in 2017, considering all of the work that they did with unions and strikes and such and such? On average, a public... probably between... Like a salary, a salary maybe thirty-two to no. thirty-six thousand a year. It's over one hundred. A hundred thousand dollars? Yes. In a Pits- public school teacher in Pennsylvania. Yeah, like for their gener- wow. for their generation at least. I don't know how it is for like maybe people who are coming in, but like my aunt and uncle insist to this day. Like I, uh, clearly, I haven't done the job of like looking at hard numbers, but they're like, yes, in in Pennsylvania, like we're the high, we're like some of the highest paid. Public school, like when they that's were, amazing. they Good were teaching them. like they were teaching like middle and elementary school, and like that's why they my, my aunt and uncle live very well now because they got that fucking like rock solid pension, and they got like everything that was coming to them because they put in forty years of work. My dad works at like a factory. He has no muscle tissue in one of his shoulders. It's bone on bone. He's sixty five plus years old. He's gonna be doing hard labor until he's dead. We all are. He's never gonna. He's never gonna retire. And you know the thing is, um, besides these four hundred one k plans that everyone loves so much, I love my four hundred one k. The other thing we have is our social security, and both Bill Clinton and Barack Obama tried to get rid of it. Like, we cannot let centrist Democrats ever have power again because they're only gonna make things worse. Like, if Trump's Trump's a goddamn nightmare. The next one will be worse. I mean, they're going to either come at you for your money so you're not able to take care of your health, or they're going to come from the other direction, which is your health directly. <laughs> like, yeah. you can either, like, you're going to be screwed either way. You're, you're going to be sick, and you're not going to be able to pay to get pay to get better. <laughs> oh, brother, it just takes one trip down the stairs, like, over the age of 30. <laughs> like, you just... <laughs> Like, I was wondering where you go with that for a second. One like, trip a minute, down the stairs, and it's like you're you're done for the rest of your life. Like I can't pay for my hip. Well, you'll never pay for your hip. Good luck. Yeah. Oh, I I earned five hours of PTO for, uh, over the course of an entire month of work. <laughs> I can take five hours out of a day. My hip. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I told you guys a story about how like I got tendonitis at that one job, and they just straight up fired me. <laughs> Because wow. I was lugging my ass around eight hours a day, got tendonitis, couldn't walk for two weeks, and they were like, you're fired for reasons. Not the tendonitis, though. Definitely not the tendonitis. Not because what we you broke about? you. Where's this coming from? Not this crazy capital. I worked for a stock company where the 22-year-old bros were making the company millions of dollars, and they were taking home thousands upon thousands of dollars a month, and I was getting paid, okay, to like help serve them breakfast and lunch every day. <laughs> And, like, set out their chips and buy beer for them. Oh, white men, what do you need today? Please don't call me a cunt. <laughs> Dude. I, yeah. It's... it's a bad system. Not great. But you know what we need? We need job training. That's going to make everything better. And and uh, maybe, maybe some uh, apprenticeship programs. <laughs> I'm working at a loom. I'm working at an anvil. <laughs> Apprenticeship programs, ching, aka ching, um, ching. Uh, non-paid interns. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. gonna fix the economy. God, I hope that's, you can learn yeah. a skill by working for free. I hope that's not what that means. Jesus Christ! Enough. That's exactly what we that don't means. need more unpaid anything. <laughs> stop, young no, no, people, no, no, stop unpaid interns. Stop agreeing to do anything it's, for no money. <laughs> 
It's an unpaid apprenticeship program where you learn how to work in an office. I'm at a loom in an office. (laughs) Then eventually you can have a job in the office that starts at $12 an hour. You won't get that job, by the way. New intern. New intern comes in. New intern. I'm not an intern. It's an apprentice. I'm working at MTV. Are you? (laughs) Brandon. Watch out. Here's a crazy example of fucking capitalism, like, run rampant. Brandon is with an agency, like a talent agency. He's been working with working with them for like six months or more, has never signed a contract, but they're making money off him. Because he keeps what? booking things and they get a percentage of what he makes because they're a talent agency, but he's never signed a fucking contract. They could drop him, they could ignore him whenever they want because he doesn't really work for them. That's, That's fucking crazy. <laughs> He's Welcome getting paid, America. though, right? Like, he's at least getting paid when they're making money. I mean, him, yeah, right? he's, he's made, like, a couple of, like, okay. videos for The Onion. He'll get, like, 200 bucks. It's not like he's getting paid, okay. like, a ton of money and he could, like, afford to ignore this weird discrepancy. Yeah, but there's absolutely no security. There's no... no. Yeah, there's no security. He's on their website. He's on their website, and they've told him to put their name on his resume. But he hasn't signed anything. <laughs> Because that company is a company, and they don't give a shit about him. No. They want to get rid of him it's as soon as like he a becomes weird... a problem. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like an Uber mentality of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Work for us. Well, You're not really well, an employee, though. No. Corporations aren't inherently evil. They're inherently amoral because their only job is to make money. And, like, that's fine, but that's why we need massive amounts of regulation. Agreed. Uh, I mean, yes. But is this it is regulation? not lost on any of us here. <laughs> Brad, isn't that like Orwellian? Like, we can't like, we can't tell people wh- uh, what to do. That be what are we yes, a society? We can. <laughs> we can tell. We can tell them exactly what to do, and what they can do is fuck off with this bullshit. <laughs> <sighs> Think of Kodak. Poor Kodak. <laughs> I love how Kodak's in that book. <laughs> Oh yeah, well, it was a it was a huge, a huge company. company. It was huge a and large for part many. Of, yeah. Does that book for start many, in like I mean, the forties, fifties? Like when did the, when is the history? It start? starts um, mainly uh, pre World War Two. Yeah, that makes sense. So you kind of get the the Depression era mm. um, and the rebuilding, and then you know the giant economic boom of the fifties when the tax rates on the top like on the like top ten percent I think was like ninety percent. Yeah, like, it was. Which now it's maybe theoretically 30%, but that's not an active 30%. That's 30% with an asterisk if you don't count all of the loopholes they have. Could we could we maybe pass the Equal Pay Act? No, we can't manage to do that. It's weird. Um, next. <laughs> weird how we can't manage to do that. Next, uh, $18,000 trillion, $18, trillion for the military? Yes. <laughs> Yeah. How are we going to pay for that, though, without tax dollars? The, the question of how do we pay for that only comes up for things <laughs> that help people. <laughs> yeah. Well, how you know, are we going to pay for all these abortions? Listen, we, we can pay for it when we grind the bones of all the brown people <laughs> in to make our daily bread. <laughs> Fee, like, fi, fo, fum. <laughs> Fee, fi, fo, fum. I mean... Granted, we'll we'll have to hire um, outside private contractors to uh, to sweep up those bones and make it into bread, which will actually cost us more money. Oh, but then we'll guys, sell guys, the guys, bread. Guys, don't worry about guys. Don't worry about the bread grinding or the bone grinding yet. 
um, unless you're hungry. I found a whole <laughs> source of money. There's these. Uh, there's this whole like backstock of pension that these Kentucky what? teachers have just like stocked up. Those dummies. You can just use that money. Those we'll idiots. Look, I already take it out. I'm gonna write a really cute IOU. I well, you. I mean, that's the same. <laughs> they write a they it's write the a guys and dolls marker. With... I'll give you my marker. <laughs> that's the same <laughs> thing we did with Social Security. Like the Republicans keep talking about. Oh, yeah. oh Social Security is going to run out of money. No, it's not. You guys took a bunch of money out of Social Security and don't want to pay it back. But Social Security is solvent as is until like 2070. Oh, oh, oh. We're fine. Green giant. And if you pay it back. Um, <laughs> And people make fun of Al Gore because he kept talking about the lockbox. <laughs> what he was talking about was, hey, we don't need to take money out of Social Security. We, it should basically be a lockbox that we don't steal from. Oh, and the Republicans yeah. made fun of remember, him. Remember when SNL could like survive for three weeks off the phrase lockbox, and now we can't oh, keep yeah. up because everything's a fucking nightmare? <laughs> remember yeah. when, uh, what was it? Uh, oh, who's the guy that did the scream? Howard Dean, is that? Howard, uh... Yeah, Howard... Oh. He did the Talk he about- did the scream and that like that that ruined him. The scream ruined him. <laughs> And now he's ruined himself, because if you want to talk about the failings of the Democratic Party, Howard Dean was the fucking Bernie Sanders of the time. Like, he was so lo- he was so left-wing and so, like, populist and amazing. And, and then he screamed. Then, like, he screamed, everyone made fun of him, and then he got a job working as a lobbyist, and now oh. he just shills for Merck, and, like, he... Oh, he's the worst now. If you were depressed, he's, he's if you were depressed you'd be- uh, maybe oh. you'd become a lobbyist, too. <laughs> I'm a broken like, man. It is insane. Like he, like Howard Dean, like the fact that we went John Kerry Ugh. over Howard Dean because Fox News made fun of that scream. Remember when John like, Kerry said, "I'm John Kerry and I'm reporting for duty." <laughs> yeah, great job, <laughs> great job, John, John Kerry. Like, I mean, failures of the Democratic Party. Al Gore's running mate was fucking Joe Lieberman. Uh, then they decided, ah, Howard Dean's too liberal, and he screamed, let's go with John Kerry. Uh, Chris, Chris likes telling me all about the uh, Dukakis campaign and, and oh. how disastrous it was. Um, his, camp, so, his campaign song was uh, Coming to America. Uh, Olympia Dukakis yeah. introduced him at the acceptance for the nomination, and the story that he loves telling is they put him in a military, like, fighter pilot ensemble to make him look... They put him in a tank. Oh, yeah, yeah, that that's what it was, and they wanted him to look pro-military and, like, masculine, yeah. and he looked like a child playing dress-up, and the Republicans did the same thing that they did to Howard Dean. They were like, look at this idiot! <laughs> they just yeah. made fun of him until he went away. <laughs> yeah, well, also, the other thing was in a debate... Um, because he was against the death penalty. Oh, right. Um, Chris was telling me about this, they were too. Like, yeah, they were like, so, uh, um, well, if, you, if your wife yeah. was raped and murdered, would you want the person to um, serve the death penalty? And listen, I'm against the death penalty. And if you asked me this question, I would say, I wouldn't want them to have the death penalty. No. Um, but I would say, I may want it, but, like, I shouldn't be the one making the decision. Like, but what he said was so cold mm-hmm. and emotional. He came right back with the talking like, point, right? Because was he? He was. He was against it. Yeah, he's against the death penalty. But, but he, he was so yeah, quick to like sounded, dismiss the idea. Yeah, it was, and it was like there was no like. Clearly, <laughs> the point of that question is like, in your this emotional situation, like, would you feel the same way? And it's it should be an easy question. It's like, listen. That would be, that's the most horrific thing I can imagine. Um, I may, I may want those people dead, 
But morally, no, I don't think we should, I don't believe in the death penalty. I don't think we should punish um, taking a life with taking another life. Man. There's a million ways to say it that sound reasonable. A million ways. But he was just like, the death penalty is wrong and blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, if you look at the numbers, like, no, you it's a question about your wife. Stop. Uh, Chris and I have been watch, re-watching John Lovitz's The Critic, which I find to be delightful. Um, and it has wow. so many radically topical jokes, like jokes that I have no ability to understand. And it's about, for the most part, politicians. But one of the funnier ones is just Dukakis's head appearing in like a fantasy sequence. And John Lovitz just does his Dukakis and the line is something like, I was the son of Greek immigrants. <laughs> Swarthy, swarthy, swarthy immigrants. <laughs> um, <it's, laughs> oh goodness, politics. <laughs> oh, constant source of rage. Uh, Chris was telling me about another politician. I can't remember who this was, but it's a guy who, like, at a debate, <laughs> said something like, "You know, people say that I'm soft on the Second Amendment and gun control." Then he proceeded to blindfold himself and unpack a gun <laughs> like he tore apart a gun piece by piece to prove he could do it and then he was like i can do that and i am pro gun control he's like so don't think i don't know about guns it's like so even when you're strongly for gun control you have to prove you have a big gun dick it's the th- that's the thing stop playing into the republicans talking points <sighs> like you don't have to prove that you know about guns like just be i like just be confident in like your thing like, stop playing their fucking game. Who's that guy, that, that, Frankens- that Frankenstein Democrat who talked about, like, his enemy falling on, on a grenade he, like, threw? Oh, God, yeah. Uh, uh, um, Ch- Chaffee? Was that Lincoln Chaffee? I don't think so. Lincoln Chaffee? <sighs> or oh, I'm having a... One of the... It was, oh. I'm having a brain freeze. Yeah, he had that, like, mm-hmm. creepy line about, like, oh, well, you can't ask the other guy because he's dead. <laughs> Like his great, they, yeah, they asked was... him like, "Who's your greatest political like opponent or enemy?" And he's like, "Ask the guy who landed on my grenade." <laughs> it's like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> During the hurricane, one of the evenings, I came in to hang out with uh, Tammy and Dan when they got power. Uh, before I did, uh, <laughs> we fell down an internet k hole. Somehow we started talking about uh, uh, people that are into uh, model trains and how what a weird hobby that is, and how everyone that is super into that is a weirdo. I will say uh, that Tammy, I will say that Chris loves trains, not model trains, but he does love right. trains and the railroad industry. I mean, I would love to take a, a train trip personally. I'm just like yeah. a long train trip. That's one of my dreams. But model trains—it's a weird hobby for weird yes, people. Yes, very true. <laughs> Tammy found a list of famous model train enthusiasts that is amazing this is the wikipedia page um no uh, um i forget what the website was on um but uh, i i will post a link uh, uh, later on so because, many questions who collected oh, this absolutely. list absolutely and is i just went in and i was like i was already trying to guess like some people that i thought i bet that person is a model train enthusiast um some people i was very wrong about and there's some real shockers on the list. Um, total, there's about thirty. <laughs> Only thirty. Um, yeah, well, it's a small. It was just, it was a list of thirty people. Um, and these are all famous people. These are all famous people. Names. <gasps> okay, okay. You very likely would have heard. Oh. Um, oh, okay. I thought this was somehow like a list of like 
super niche like these are the yeah. these are the people of the no. model train industry people i've never heard of these are celebs oh, no. that love model trains um, how do you even prove so that so we're going to start off <laughs> I, well, they there's a lot of discussion in this in this uh, listicle. So, oh man! Um, but I've got the names, and we're gonna start off. And I'm gonna, one of the one of the three names will be a model train enthusiast, and two will be fakes. Later on, for the last couple, um, I'm gonna give you two train enthusiasts and one fake. That'll be more difficult. But our job so, is to always suss out who is not a model train enthusiast. No, oh, you're you're going to find the model train enthusiast. Aha, good. I mean, or you can pick out not. Either way, it's going to work out, guys. Um, if you do it, you, you do it. You can work to... Um, listen, um, I, I don't really want to go turn by turn with this, oh. so feel free to just, uh, you know, you can agree or disagree. Alex, um, we'll work together. Yes. All right. Shrink so, the numbers. Also, um, some of these have not-so-secret themes, <laughs> okay. um, and some of them I just pulled, like, I, I did a randomizer with celeb names, so don't spend too much time trying to figure out <laughs> a theme with some of these. Okay. But some of them have themes. Um, first up, Tom Hanks, Tom Arnold, Tommy Lee. I think I'm picking up on the secret theme. Tom Hanks. One of so these one of... people is a model train enthusiast. Okay, so we got, one. We got Tom Hanks, uh, Tom Arnold, and Tommy Lee. Mm-hmm. Okay. I barely I barely ever remember what Tommy Lee is known for. Like I know he's like a rock and roller. <laughs> he's famous for a fucking Pamela Anderson on a That boat. is true. That is very true. Um yeah, that guy. Alex, I don't know about you, but I'm leaning towards uh, Tom Hanks. Or Tom Arnold, I, but not I Tommy was... Lee. See, I, I'm leaning toward Tom Hanks as well, but that seems like it would be odd if he was a model train enthusiast. But it didn't seem outside the realm of possibility. If Tommy Lee is a model train enthusiast, that's crazy. Out the gate, this is already nuts. I, so I'd say let's let's go with our guts. Let's just see what happens. Well, okay, with so, Tom Hanks. So here, so what I would say, I think we should go with Tom Hanks. But the the difference between a Hanks and an Arnold is, I think for trains and model trains, you need to have like a really meticulous, calm, like what like air about yourself. You have to be like very patient. Mm-hmm. And very like meticulous. I don't think that's Tom Arnold at all. He has too much of a history with drugs. He's very erratic in public. Like I, I think of him as being a very chaotic person. And, unless he channels all of oh. his concentration privately into these model trains, and he has a huge basement just full. And this, this is his one place that he can go I, to I where everything's fine. I don't think that could be possible. So I think we're gonna have to go with Tom. How does Tom Hanks have time for his trains, though, Jonathan? Tom Hanks is still making movies. Well, he's not making a ton of movies. He like only makes like maybe like maybe what one or two a year. That that's not gonna take up a ton of your time. The rest of it, you just spend it with your family making trains. <laughs> Tom Hanks also made uh, what is that one? The Polar Express, a train movie. Yes, yes. Mm. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to need to move a little faster through this. these. Sorry about this. I don't Tom know, Hanks. Brad. I think I need to take my time. No. no. <laughs> Tom Hanks. Let's do it. All right, Tom Hanks is your answer. Guys, Tom Hanks is correct. Yes. Um, I will Told say, Polar as we were going through this list, I was like, I know Tom Arnold's going to be on this list. That motherfucker definitely puts on a conductor's hat and plays with toy trains. Maybe rides on a giant toy train, but I don't think he's going to be making a model. <laughs> I guess, I guess you guys know time? model train enthusiasts better than I. <laughs> How so does Tom far, Hanks uh, have the time? Does he have a model train on set and like his like dressing room? Just like, doo-doo, I, like a little Alex, one? there are many, many more of these. <laughs> How do I steal points? There's 30. So <laughs> you guys don't have to agree. So maybe, maybe, you'll, maybe you'll steal some points. All right, next up, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Elton John. 
Not Elton John. Neil deGrasse Tyson, I think, could be a train, like a model train enthusiast for a lot of reasons. Who's the middle Who's guy? The other person? Dale Earnhardt Jr., the oh, a race NASCAR. 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 Um, I don't know how to say it. I, in I, will, I will say Elton John. What? For some reason, I will say that. So my, my answer, at least, is Elton John. I don't know what Alex is going to go with, but I'll say Elton John. Why I, Elton John? I don't know. It's just I'm going on a hunch. Mm-hmm. All right. Are we locked in? Alex, what are you saying? I I don't know. I'm trying to imagine Elton John in his basement singing, like, Candle in the Wind. As he's like, just like painting a model train or like a little person to put on a thing. Just go with your gut, I, Alex. I think... I think it's still DeGrasse Tyson, because I know he's like a, a science guy, but I feel like he would get into, like, he would, he's someone I know that could lend himself to nerd habits. I'm going to say him. No DeGrasse right. Tyson. The answer is Elton John. Wow. Good instinct on Nobody my Nobody knows it. I don't want to get arrogant. I don't want to get hubristic. Hush. Whisper. All right. Next up, Shaquille O'Neal, Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> yeah. No, no black guy is going to be doing a model train. <laughs> I don't see that happening. I saw MTV Cribs. <laughs> that, with, that, that's uh, a positive stereotype I'm willing to invest in. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Go ahead. You, you, saw, the right. you saw an MTV Cribs that what happened? <laughs> Who's the first guy again? Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, Shaquille O'Neal. He was. He had a uh, MTV Cribs. I didn't see no trains on there. No trains. <laughs> I saw an awesome basketball court. I no didn't trains. see no trains. <laughs> No. All right, well, maybe you should watch Cribs when Michael Jordan was on because <gasps> that shit. motherfucker is a model train enthusiast. Oh, man. Michael Jordan is a jerk. <laughs> He's a jerk. He is a jerk. <laughs> he is. He is. He, he is, is a jerk. asshole. He's a fucking idiot and a jerk. Well... He's when he got inducted into like, hat. yeah, he got inducted into some hall of fame, and he brought a dude from his high school basketball team that basically in high school said, "Dude, you're not going to be a basketball player." And he's like, "Hey, dude!" He called him out in the audience and was like, "Hey, motherfucker, guess what? Hall of Fame now." Well, who's worse, and the guy Michael kind of Jordan like or that laughed idiot loser like agreeing to go to that? Yeah, I'll go, Michael. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, come in my basement. I got something to show you. <laughs> it's my model trains. <laughs> Just beats him to death with All a right, train. All right, next up, Dan Quayle. Warren Buffett, Alan Greenspan. Warren Buffett is a fucking train enthusiast. Loves him. Can't get enough of him when he's at home. Uh, you mean the, uh, the, the the writer of the book and lyri- the lyrics and music for Escape to Margaritaville, the new musical, now playing in Chicago? Um, That's Jimmy Buffett. Wait, who are we talking about? Warren Buffett? <laughs> Warren, oh, Warren fuck, Buffett. I always mix them up. I pronounce it Buffet. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Greenspan. Interesting. I Greenspan seems like okay. a giant nerd. <laughs> giant nerd. Well, the model train enthusiast is Warren Buffett. Oh. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Stolen points. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> All right. Next up, Winston Churchill, Noam Chomsky, Ted Kennedy. Damn. Ted Kennedy. I think Ted Kennedy, too. The answer is Winston Churchill. Um, I mean, they're all nerds. (laughs) Okay. All nerds. (laughs) London will not fall, (laughs) choo-choo-choo. Next up is a a very uh, Ramjack special uh, edition. (gasps) Bob Euchre, Willie Ames, Dr. David Hasselhoff. Bob Euchre. Every one of those guys get together on the weekend and talk about their model trains. Bob Euchre in a train train conductor's hat? It it fits too well. It fits too well. (laughs) 
<laughs> I know. I, that's, it feels like a trick. So you're going to go Bob Euchre? Because yeah. I want to go Willie Ames. Not David Hasselhoff. Willie Ames Hasselhoff. isn't famous enough to even get on this list. He could scream about his love for model trains and he wouldn't get on this list. Ooh, Jonathan, he I ain't think fucking you're right. Famous. I'm going to go Bob Euchre too now. The answer is David Hasselhoff. No, no way. David Hasselhoff, oh, you wrong, drunk cheeseburger wrong. eating dope. <laughs> How is he in the model trains? He was on the set of Baywatch talking to them about his trains? He made that Guardians Impossible. He made that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 song and now he thinks he's hot shit and now he's talking about his trains all day. Wow. Wow. You know I was in Next Guardians up. too. We know David. <laughs> Humphrey Bogart. Oh. Frank Sinatra. Wait a minute. Bob Hope. Frank Sinatra can't like if, model trains. No. That doesn't make any sense. Not at all. And was Who's it Humphrey person? Bogart? Humphrey Bogart, Frank Sinatra, Bogart? Bob Hope. Something about Bob Hope, I think he could lend himself to model trains. I mean, yeah, that seems like the that that's sticking to me, but like Humphrey Bogart. If Humphrey I, Bogart. But I don't know anything about him personally. Like I, I just know like the few times I've seen him in a movie every now and then, but I don't know anything about him as a person. I think I know more about like the other two guys. Imagine Humphrey Bogart, frankly, Scarlet, I don't give a damn. Then he puts on a train conductor's hat and then walks out into the... Who was... Oh, yeah, you're right. You're my bad. That was uh, Clark Gable. (laughs) But you said, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn, and I imagined him in the trench coat in front of the plane. (laughs) Should I go? Frankly, I don't care. (laughs) You know that... I I got so confused, yeah. Are there American... I don't give a damn. Are there American troops in Israel? (laughs) Um, I'm going to go Bogart for some reason. Play it again, Sam. Train conductor choo, choo. <laughs> Casey Jr.'s coming down the track. <laughs> Alex, what are you locking in on? What are you talking? I already said. Bob Hope. Okay. The answer is Frank Sinatra. God, no. Man. Impossible. Oh, blue eyes? How shocking is this list? That guy's like a sexist, Impossible. like, maniac. Like, Impossible. what's he got? What's he doing? He's too busy trying to, like, have sex with, like, every woman on the planet. <laughs> choo choo, baby. <laughs> Did it my way. Oh, man. <laughs> New York, New York All was right. my song. Everyone says it's Liza's song now. <laughs> All right, we got some big wigs here. Ted Turner, Bill Gates, Walt Disney. Walt Disney. Has to be Walt Disney. Obviously, I mean, Walt yeah. Disney. That was the easy that, one. That, that, um, that original park was nothing but, like, model trains and, like, little toy towns. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's still so many. There's so Look, many. the Eskimos um, waving at me. <laughs> Well, even the like the whole concept behind a model train of having to build a little world. I mean, of course Disney did that. A nerd. Of course. Gary Coleman, <laughs> Stephen King, Jim Belushi. Oh, what a There's no secret theme here, <laughs> except they're all weird. All I'm weird guys. Saying. Gary Coleman. I'll say I'm going to say Gary. I don't think Stephen King's know. doing that. I don't think Stephen King's doing that. Stephen King doesn't have time. Not now. Now that it's such a huge success. Um, now he's popular again, and I'm sure I, he's thinking, <laughs> or maybe he's thinking, I'm going I, I am going to say Stephen King. I'm going to say Belushi. Gary Coleman. God. I wow. imagine Gary Coleman, tiny Gary Coleman, in a conductor's yeah. outfit. <laughs> Come on, let me yeah. ring the bell. <laughs> All right, here's, here's, here's another one that I'm, I'm proud of this, <laughs> this selection. Gene Hackman, Kevin Spacey, Jesse Eisenberg. Kevin Spacey. Jesse Eisenberg. Lex Luthor? <laughs> TV's Lex Luthor? All the Lex Luthers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if Jesse Eisenberg is into trains, that's a... No, not possible. 
I don't think that's possible. Yeah, I'm gonna say Kevin Spacey too. Gene Hackman. Um, really? I mean, Kevin Spacey's way too busy being a closeted gay man. I guess he has no time for trains. Uh. All right. Is Kevin Spacey gay? Kevin Spacey oh, is wildly so gay and transparently in the closet. It's bare. The closet's barely the, holding the, together. The jokes. The wall. jokes they did during the Tonys really kind of upset me because they were explicitly like. Uh, a joke about him like literally like, singing I'm coming out uh, in makeup and it's like ha ha Kevin you're afraid to come out as a gay man and we all know it it's 2017 <laughs> anyway <laughs> alright next up Johnny Cash John Goodman John C. Riley. oh man you want me to say John C. Riley of those three <laughs> I know you do Brad <laughs> Because he's got that crazy look in his eye. <laughs> I love trains. <laughs> That's my John C. Riley. <laughs> oh, wow. I just love, wow. <laughs> it's my own Wilson, too. <laughs> oh, wow. Cars 3. Who are the other two, Brad? Johnny Cash. John Goodman. John Goodman. John C. Riley. I'll say John Goodman. I'll say John Goodman. Johnny Cash. God, no, you motherfucker. Wow. This is the craziest fucking list ever. That's, well, that's but this, all I'm But saying. what we're learning is that this habit, like, knows this habit. <laughs> this hobby, I mean. <laughs> this dangerous habit. Knows no personality archetype. Like, it can go with any no, man. No. Any man. Any, anyone can love a train. I noticed that there are no I'm women on this list to, like, so even... Of course there's no, no, women, women. No, women, I, no women. No women, no women. Spoiler alert. No, no women. women. No women, no women. <laughs> they know better. <laughs> All right. Um, next up, we got a bunch of killers here. Uh, what? Matthew Broderick, <laughs> L- Laura Bush, <laughs> Ringo Starr. Oh, no. Laura, Laura Bush is on the list. She is a woman. Not a. Oh, train that's right. Fuck. Bread. Well, spoiler alert. Wait, is she down to two? Oh, so so she's not the she's but she's not the one. No, it's either Matthew Broderick or who is the other person? One more time. Ringo Starr. Ringo Starr, the drummer for the Beatles, Matthew Brown. I mean, I got fucked by Johnny Cash, so this time I will say the musician Ringo Starr. I'm going to go with uh, Matthew Broderick. All right. Um, the, the train enthusiast slash killer is Ringo Starr. There you go. Wow. He's a murderer and he loves trains. Hello, peace and love, peace and love. I will not be signing autographs. <laughs> I killed someone. Because I'll be killing people. <laughs> Choo-choo magoo. <laughs> <laughs> um, granted, unlike the other two, Ringo Starr hasn't been proven to be a killer yet, but we all know that he's a serial And we're killer. all doing the work to prove it. <laughs> yes, we <laughs> Every day that Every we week. go to work, that we take a shower and eat a meal. <laughs> Every week on Calavici Fashion Cast, we're tracking Ringo Starr and who he's murdered. Peace and love, um, peace and love. Wow. Buster Keaton, Danny Kaye, Harrison Ford. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that really broke up the theme. <laughs> Harrison Ford is not an old-timey black and white comedian. (laughs) (laughs) Some of these were just random things that got uh, put together. Harrison Ford, no. He's too much of a curmudgeon. But maybe that's why he loves trains. (laughs) Uh, I'll say Danny Kaye. Who was the first person again, Buster Keaton. Buster Keaton. Hmm. Yeah, Danny Kaye probably makes the most sense. I'm going to go with him as well. Buster Keaton... Wow. See, we try to make it make Sorry. sense, but some like a lot of the times it just doesn't. It doesn't. There's yeah, no I'm logic. Like, I, I had to sub in uh, Harrison Ford because I for, I'd put Bob Hope on twice. Oh, no. Ah. Yeah, Bob Hope again. <laughs> Tom Brokaw, Peter Jennings, Anderson Cooper. 
uh, Anderson Cooper's too I busy being Anderson openly Cooper. gay. Uh, but how adorable would it be if he went home every night, got his train conductor outfit on, and just spent two hours in the basement just watching trains go around? Oh, goodness. That's the best part of this. You have to imagine them wearing a, at least a train yeah. conductor hat and blowing a whistle. And then sitting on like a little stool and just watching yeah, all the little yeah. people. Model trains, I like to think. 90% of it is like a personal like meditation. It's you painting, it's you constructing a world, yes. making little vignettes or scenes, and then running your train. I would think a lot of these guys would be as obsessed, if not more so, with the towns and the vignettes mm-hmm. and the little interactions it's and the characters. Oh, Bob. The train's only 50%. Bob the Butcher is looking out his window because Susan's passing by. <laughs> He's never he's never spoken to Susan after that one cotillion. He's too embarrassed, but he loves her in his heart. She's engaged now, you know. Maybe. Yeah. Sorry, Bob. The Maybe butcher. next year's rearrangement will find them closer together. So Tom, I'm gonna kill her husband. <laughs> Tom Brokaw, and then give me the others. Tom Brokaw, Peter Jennings, Anderson Cooper, Peter Jackson. <laughs> Tom Brokaw, because that's also funny. I'll just, I mean, there's not a single person on this list that would be hilarious not as to watch. them. Yeah. Get them all in the same like, room. Get all these fucking white dudes in the same room, all white, all white, all white. Yeah, let's all talk Except about Gary trains. Except and, and Michael oh, Jordan. <laughs> I forgot about them. Um, okay. Too many train enthusiasts. I'll go with uh, Peter Jennings. All right. Alex? I say Brokaw, man. I say Tom Brokaw is. There you go. Yes. 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 Mandy Patinkin, oh. John Lithgow, Steve Buscemi. Oh, man. <laughs> Lithgow. Oh, Mandy Patinkin. <laughs> I love trains. Casey Jr.'s coming down the track. <laughs> you know, Mandy, there is such thing as too much breath. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I'm going to go with John Lithgow, too, because I think, I mean, okay, there is no rhyme reason to this. What am I talking no, about? There's not. I'm going to go with John Lithgow because I want to piggyback on Jonathan. I want us to both be right. You want to piggyback me? Well, you're both wrong because it's Mandy Patinkin. Oh, Patinkin. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Brother, can you spare a time? All right, I got three more. And for the final three, there are two train enthusiasts. <laughs> so just find find me the one person that is not a model train enthusiast. Okay. <laughs> Eric Clapton. Freddie Mercury, Ooh. Bruce Springsteen. Two of these people love toy trains. Okay. Give us two one more time. Eric Clapton, Freddie Mercury, Bruce Springsteen. I think Freddie Mercury is a train enthusiast because when you said toy train, for some reason that made me think like, oh, Freddie Mercury would love toy trains. I don't know. I have a weird <laughs> logic line that I'm following. Um, oh, goodness. I don't think Springsteen is a train enthusiast. All right. Alex, thoughts? Hmm. Talk to us, Alex. Use your words. Uh, don't, like, come in your shorts. I don't know. <laughs> Who is the one person again? The first one? Eric Clapton, Freddie Mercury, Bruce Springsteen. I would be shocked if Eric Clapton is a model train enthusiast. The clap? But then again, I'd be shocked if, if Springsteen was, too. But I think Springsteen... I mean, prepare to get shot. I don't know. I'm gonna say Eric. I'm gonna say Eric Clapton, because I'm trusting Jonathan's gut with uh, uh, Freddie Mercury. Though my initial instinct was Freddie Mercury is the one who does not like trains. All right. The one person that is not a train enthusiast is Freddie Mercury. No. Oh, I should go with my gut. Ah, uh, you messed with me. All right. Next up, Bono, 
Rod Stewart, Phil Collins. Oh, brother. Phil Collins, I bet, loves <laughs> model trains. So one of these is someone who doesn't like them, right? Yeah, or at this Correct. point, it's easier to guess who doesn't like them. Presumably. Easier. Um, I think Phil Collins is a train enthusiast. And then there was Rod Stewart and Bono. Um, Rod Stewart? I don't think Rod Stewart is a train enthusiast. I can. I, can, uh, I would agree with I you. I think I can see Bono, that idiot, taking off his shades and swapping them out for a conductor's yeah. hat. <laughs> Rod Bono Stewart? is not a model train enthusiast. How is but Rod... Rod Stewart and Phil Collins love I mean, trains. Phil Collins n- in no way surprises me. Yeah. Sure. She calls out to the man on the street. <laughs> Every one of these people is whispering to themselves song lyrics as they're painting their little model trains, I love trains. in their little villages. I love trains. They've got to all be wow. friends, right? Who know? I, there's, this is such a weird list of people. Yeah. I can't imagine them having anything else in common. If I was Elton John and I heard I heard that Michael Jordan loved model trains, I'd be sending that dude a letter in a heartbeat. I'd be like, like get his agent on the phone. I must talk to him. We must, we must share our collections with each other. Well, guys, all right. So we're at the model train um, convention. Um, everyone's there, but there's two. There's two more invites coming to this party. Is it going to be Joe DiMaggio? Mark Hamill or Neil Young? I'm sorry, who is not going? One of them will not be invited. <laughs> Do not invite that man. He does not like trades. God. <laughs> Who did not get the invite? Joe DiMaggio, Mark Hamill, and Neil Young. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm going to say Neil Young gets an invite, and I'm going to say that Joe DiMaggio gets an invite. I'm going to say that Neil Young gets an invite, and I'm going to say Mark Hamill gets an invite. Mark Hamill did not get in. Yeah, Mark Hamill's too cool. Yes. I thought he was kind of nerdy, um, but nah, he's too cool. Yes. Just to, just to throw out um, some other people that were on the list that I didn't bother with. Uh, Merle Haggard, Tom Snyder, <laughs> uh, John Entwistle, Bob Costas. Oh, man. Sebastian Bach, who is not the composer. Oh, um, he's the crab. <laughs> Roger Daltrey, and of course, Mr. Rogers. Well, of course. Well, of course, Mr. Rod. He loves yeah, trolleys. That was layup. Yeah, I wouldn't do he loves that one. trolleys. <laughs> all these people Jeez. love trains. How weird is this list? That's weird. I, let's all make a pact right now to never get into model trains. Oh, I, I would Unless make a really cool. I would I mean, make I a blood oath. I would. I would agree to a blood oath. <laughs> let us promise here and now, friends. Oh man, I'm already weird enough. I don't need to like be investing in like the little lives of train people. Guys, <laughs> I would be yeah. on that slippery slope. Joey loves trains. Like, he wants to set up a little train thing in our basement. Don't worry. Already. Don't worry, like, Alex. I might just by default get this. Don't worry, Alex. You'll, you'll You're the find one that's something. demanded an oath. And I know. You're already halfway there. But, it's, but about? that's because I'm worried about being there. You'll find whatever the train is, you'll, you'll find an equivalent hobby. You'll, you'll, it's going to be coins or like stamps or like plates. I think you're, you could get into like, like uh, collector's plates. I don't know though. If out of all of those, train conducting seems like the best one because you're not really conducting machinery. a train. <laughs> well, no, no. As when I have the hat on, I'm a conductor, sure. and I'm 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 making sure that everyone in this small town gets what they need. Yeah. As I come into the of stop. Of the three of us, I can see Alex wearing the hat first. You can't. Sure, I can't see you, Brad, wearing it, and I know you can't see me. Right. Right now. I get the I, right now. I mean, I turned off my camera. <laughs> I'm wearing the hat. <laughs> You're with us, Run Jack. Please give us a sign. Oh, oh, oh. 
Someone else is here. Someone. I've never seen before. Ah. Goodness gracious. Um, Brad and Alex, what if we what if we played another round of Oreo? No. Sure, let's do it. This is the all Pop Tart edition of Oreo. No, remember, nice. if you feel that you know which of the flavors I mention is fake, you must first say the phrase Oreo. No, before stating the flavor that is fake. Now, here's the thing. Here's the rub about the Pop Tart edition. Uh, we're gonna be going through all these little groupings. One of the groups is all fake. And if you think that wow. you've come across the group that contains nothing but fake flavors, you must say the phrase Oreo hell no. <laughs> and if you correctly guess which category contains nothing but fake flavors, you get two points. Two points. Nice. Uh, Loving it. Brad, uh, those are Brad got to go first because uh, in the last round because his name starts his last name starts with a C. But we're gonna be, to be fair, we're gonna let Alex start this time just to flip it around. Hope you're okay yeah, with that, Brad. Because my name begins with an A. I'm fine. Yeah, we'll do, we'll go first name Sorry. first. <laughs> this time. stupid first name. Whoa. First. <laughs> I begin with an A. What, what? Oh, I didn't get what I wanted. <laughs> this minor infraction. <laughs> um, Alex, uh, which of these yes, is the fake flavor of these three? This is this pop tarts. Keep in mind, pop tarts. Okay. Mountain Dew, A and W root beer, Crush soda. Remember, you have Mountain to say Dew, you don't get the point. <laughs> Fuck! I'm sorry. Oreo, I'm sorry. No. I will Oreo let no. you. I will let you. You get one mulligan. I'm sorry. This is the beginning it of the game. A, it was a knee-jerk reaction because the thought of a Mountain Dew or like Alex, not even Oreo, Pop Tart. The longer was the longer you go without reproach. saying Oreo, no, the more I'm the less I'm inclined to give you that mulligan. Oreo, no. Mountain Dew Pop Tart. Against my better Gross. judgment, against my better my better judgment, I will let you have that point. Uh, so that is correct. Alex, you have one point. Thank you. With an asterisk. With an asterisk. With an asterisk. An don't asterisk point. Maybe Brown can asterisk point. I, don't I know think what if happened. you fuck up again, I'm gonna take away a point. I, th- I think that's really the only way we can make this. Jonathan, point. let's ease your conscience. I don't get that one. I knew what the rules were. I didn't say it. No, I no, no. I want you to have your asterisk. I think you. I think you'll fuck up again, and then that's when your your punishment will be delivered. Um, Brad, it's your turn. Uh, of these three, which is the Oreo no flavor? Choco Lantern. That's C H O C dash O. Choco Lantern Frosted Chocolate Fudge. Vanilla Ice Cream Cone. Or, oh yeah, Kool-Aid, Blue Raspberry, Lemonade. Oreo, no. Kool-Aid, Blue Raspberry, Lemonade? Uh, the name is, is Oh Yeah, Kool-Aid, Blue Raspberry, Lemonade? Oh, I, oh yeah, Kool-Aid. You're fine. You're oh, fine. Blue. You're good. Yeah, You're right. that one. Yep. <laughs> okay, great job. It's tied one-to-one. Ooh. Alex, don't fuck up this time. Uh, I've said one-to-one asterisks, but okay. Yes. <laughs> one to one asterisk. Of these three, which is the Oreo? Oh no! Wild. That's what. That's wild with an exclamation point after it. Wild tropical blast. Wild magic burst. One word. Or wild cosmic adventure. Uh, Oreo? Hell no! I think all these are fake. You're wrong because I haven't heard of any of these. You're wrong. I'm wrong. You're wrong. And you only get to guess once. You only get to guess Oreo. That hell no! Once. What if they all? What if I get it? What if I get it? What if it comes up again? You need to that really, you need to really consider it. You need to really think. I about thought it. for sure that was one. How is what? It was the magic one. How is that even a flavor? Wild. I mean, 
flavor. I mean, with Pop Tarts, half the time they're not even really flavors. They're just like no. themed. <laughs> they're just like it's cherry Pop Tarts, but with like a thing on top of it. Yeah. Um, the fake one of those three was Wild Cosmic Adventure. Magic Burst and Tropical Blast are real. So, Alex, I'm sorry you wow. did not was get Magic that point. Burst a tie-in? Like, I don't understand the magic part in that. I don't think that was tied into anything. When I was looking at <laughs> Doctor Strange, Magic Burst Pop-Tarts. Well, <laughs> there you go. Dormammu, I've come to make your breakfast. Dormammu. <laughs> I'm doing a weird accent. <laughs> yeah. I'm a doctor from America. Man. <laughs> I'm playing Thomas Edison. Great. <laughs> Dormammu, I've got your Pop-Tarts ready. <laughs> You're going to be late for That would school. be a 90s commercial, absolutely. If, if Doctor Strange was made oh, in the yes. 90s, Dormammu, why am I doing this? <laughs> Brad, it's your turn. There are two options here. You got a 50-50 shot of guessing the Oreo, oh no. Oreo, no, I should say. It's my game, I should know. Um, which of these two is fake? Uh, TMNT, Green Apple Slam, or Hello Kitty, Meowberry? Remember, Oreo, no. Can you meet him again? TMNT, Green Apple Slam, or Hello Kitty, Meowberry. That's with a dash between Meow and Berry. Wow. Oreo, no. Hello Kitty, Meowberry. Incorrect. Uh-huh. The fake flavor is TMNT, Green Apple Slam. <laughs> wow. I should have called it TMNT, Cowabunga Slam. <laughs> yeah, that would have been. Also, nope. That, no, was, awesome. that no, was a misopportunity. No turtle Pop-Tart? Weird. Seems Yeah, that seems, seems odd. weird. Uh, you can make the feeling like the green ooze. It makes all the sense in the world. The green is bad boy. <laughs> Alex, uh, of these two, which is the Oreo known? Captain America, red, white, and blueberry, or Star Wars, lava berry? Oreo, oh no. Captain America, uh, true blue patriot berry, <laughs> or whatever it was called. Red, white, and blueberry. You are correct. Yes! You are the weakest pop tart. <laughs> <laughs> Good popping. <laughs> uh, nice. Got it right. Brad, we're back to three options now. There is one amongst these that is an Oreo oh no. Oreo no, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Alex said it wrong. I've been saying it wrong. Um, which of these is fake? 2009 NBA champions, LA Lakers. Major League Baseball, Strawberry. Olympics 2012, Team USA, Mixed Berry. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> mixed Berry? <laughs> Why is it the mixed berry if that's the real one? Mixing the races, I don't okay. know. <laughs> okay, give me give me those again. 2009 NBA champions, LA Lakers. Major League Baseball <laughs> Strawberry. Olympics 2012 Team USA Mixed Berry. Do you Oreo no. NBA 2009 champion. That's the one I hope is fake. Brad, you are correct. Yes. That is an awesome Pop-Tart name, though, Jonathan. That is Ooh, just the level of detail really in that. I was going to call it 2009 NBA champions LA Lakers purple and gold berry. <laughs> but I thought that was maybe said, too much. If you said LA Lakers purple and gold, or like whatever, red and gold berry, whatever. Purple and gold. I would have been more inclined. It's the date that makes it difficult. Yeah. Even though I yeah. guess the Olympics was... Major League Baseball strawberry. Like, you get what I mean? Like, strawberry and baseball, yeah. like, it's just a flavor with a thing on top of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, you put, I guess, the sports logo on it, and it's, like, offset printing, so you have a different sports team. I oh, think I've uh, had those, actually. Uh, we are now at Alex, yes? Yes. Uh, Alex, uh, uh-huh. here are your flavors. Shrek, and then in parentheses, and donkeys, Swampberry. 
Madagascar Jungle Jam, or Megamind's Wicked Blueberry. Megamind's Wicked Blueberry? Megamind. Do you remember that movie? No. That's that, that's that DreamWorks uh, computer animated Will Ferrell comedy. Oh. Okay, he had like the okay. giant brain. He was blue. What were the, there's the Shrek one. Shrek and Donkey Swampberry, Madagascar, Madagascar Jungle Jam, and Megamind's Wicked Blueberry. Oreo Oh No, Madagascar's Jungle Jam. You're incorrect. That was the Oreo Hell No category. Damn it. I'm sorry. I couldn't have got it wrong. I couldn't have got you it right. You couldn't have anyway. got it right. It was impossible to win. <laughs> you, spent, you spent your one bullet in the chamber too early, and it came back to haunt you. I'm sorry, but Brad, yeah, got me. now, got now me. you know that you don't have to worry about the Oreo Hell No edition. Uh, Brad, we're back to you. It's tied two to two. You, you guys play these games with a lot of suspense. Barbie Island Berry. Barbie Christmas Berry. Barbie Sparkleberry. Holy shit, Brad. Oreo no, Barbie Christmas Correct. berry. Nice. Well done. Uh, Islandberry is one Barbie word. Barbie's Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. Islandberry is one word. Sparkleberry is one word. So, of course, I wrote Christmasberry is one word. <laughs> nice. I love Barbie Sparkleberry Pop-Tarts. <laughs> uh, Alex, we're back to you. One of these three is the Oreo no. Marvel Spider-Man slash Iron Man Hero Berry. Spider-Man Spider-Berry. The Amazing Spider-Man Yum-Azing Vanilla. Holy shit. I'm going to say Oreo no Spider-Man Yamazing Vanilla. Incorrect. The fake flavor is Fuck. Marvel Spider-Man slash Iron Man Hero Berry, which yeah. I, was that was my... I was inspired by Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> <laughs> Yamazing Vanilla is real and Spidey Berry is real. <laughs> why I guess would that you, makes why more would you sense. Vanilla why? for Spider-Man? Yeah. You think you just do a red? Do a red. Any yeah. red flavor. Cherry. Like, I think you do cherry, but... Yeah, any red flavor. Is it like his webbing? I, I know I think you like... never do cherry because cherry pop tarts are by a thousand leagues the most disgusting. Pop-tarts. I would, mu- I would, I would absolutely pick cherry over strawberry. I think, yeah, have you I would guys buy had some... the A and W root beer and or the the orange crush no. pop tarts. No. No. no, no, no. Okay, I would, I would imagine that either one of them is worse than the cherry oh, pop tart. Well, right? yeah, <laughs> I was talking about basic standard flavors. What about um, the Jolly Rancher pop tarts? I don't. Well, I don't. I, I won't say anything about. I, I oh, that's true. Don't want to ruin that's the game. We, we're not allowed to talk I, about other I flavors. I had one that was truly a nightmare. Um, are we to you, Alex? Yeah. Okay, Brad just got it right. <laughs> yeah. Wait. No. No. Wait. No. I got it. Alex wrong. just got Spider-Man. Oh, wrong. I apologize. Yeah. We have, yeah. Brad, is, you're right. I did not mean to. I'm sorry. Of these four, one is fake. Backwards Berry, which is a Cars tie-in. It's a, it's a Cars tie-in with Mater. Wild Strawberry with Monsters, Inc. Sprinkles. Toy Story Buzzberry. Or The Incredibles Incrediberry Blast. There's a secret theme here. All right, give, give me those. Uh, give me cars again. Backwards Berry. Wild Strawberry with Monsters, Inc. Sprinkles. Toy Story Buzzberry. Or The Incredibles Incrediberry Blast. Hmm. Oreo no uh, Cars backwards Berry whatever <laughs> that was uh, Incorrect uh, The the oh. fake flavor is Toy Story Buzzberry I was going to call that uh, Toy Story Infinity and Beyond Berry <laughs> But then uh-huh. I chose again, I, I chose to not do that <laughs> Is what I did uh, Alex it's your turn We, got, we only got uh, two more here uh, And a tiebreaker okay. if we come to that Um Two of these four are fake, Alex. You have to pick the Whoa. two that are fake. 
Robots. That's the movie Robots. Do you remember that movie? Oh, yeah. Robots, Robo Berry Blast, Looney Tunes, Kaboom Berry, SpongeBob SquarePants, Bubbleberry with Wild Strawberry, (laughs) (laughs) and Snoopy's Chocolate Malt. So Robots, Robo Berry Blast, Looney Tunes, Kaboom Berry, SpongeBob SquarePants, Bubbleberry with Wild Strawberry, and Snoopy's Chocolate Malt. Oreo, no, Snoopy's Chocolate Malt, and the Robots version of Pop-Tarts. You got one. Snoopy's Chocolate... Do I get half a point? No, Snoopy's Chocolate Malt is fake, but the, can my, the other... Shh, can, quiet. The other fake flavor, I just need to say, is Looney Tunes Kaboom Bear. See, I was on the, on the fence with that, because you the way you presented the robots one, I thought, that has to be one, but that's just so weird that that would be a product tie-in. But let me... Hear me out on this. If I got one of it, like half of it right, can my asterisk now become a full point? There is no asterisk. No? Brad said that there was one. Okay, never mind. On my end, there is no asterisk. <laughs> Oh, okay, well, that's all that matters. If you do fuck up the Oreo, no, you will have a point taken away (laughs) at this point. In my heart, there will always be an answer. In my heart. Uh, Brad, you're ahead by one point. Yeah, he's he's won at this point. point, Unless he also gets a point deducted. Which is not possible, because Brad hasn't already fucked up. (laughs) Oh, then he he won. Congratulations. But for the sake of completion. (laughs) Victory lap. Victory lap. Uh, Which of these... uh, Da-da-da-da... Let's see. This is, I'll just give this to you. Yeah, so of these five, which two are fake? (gasps) My Little Pony Rainbow Sparkle, Powerpuff Girls Powberry, Ice Age 2 Iceberry, Disney Princess Jewelberry, or Jurassic World Chomp and Crunch? Oreo, no. Jurassic World Chompity Chomp Chomp. And Disney Princess Berry. You got one right. The one you got right was Jurassic World Chomp and Crunch, and the other fake flavor is My Little Pony Rainbow Sparkle. Interesting. Ah. Now, if it had come down to a tie, you guys can work together on this. Uh, the tiebreaker, which of these is fake? Trivial Pursuit, Cranium, or Pictionary? <laughs> wait, wait, what? Of these three flavors, <laughs> themes, if you will, which is fake? Trivial Pursuit, Cranium, or Pictionary? We're working together, yes, right? We're working in together. I, and keep in mind, I do I have know to, Trivial Pursuit. I have to run downstairs in just uh, less than a minute, so. Trivial Pursuit I, is one. It's between Cranium and it's the other one. Pictionary? I, I, I would say Oreo, no Cranium. Well, how would you play Pictionary on a Pop-Tart? Because it has a picture on it. No, yeah, but that's not the game of Pictionary. Like, you would have to guess I, well, what it I, is. None of, the, none of these games naturally have pop let's, involved. Let's now. go Cranium. I'll go with you since you're the winner. <laughs> since you're the winner. The correct answer is Cranium. And with, well done, with, Brad. with Trivial Pursuit, it's images. But with Pictionary, you draw with icing. Which yeah, makes no yeah, sense. It would not work as a game. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> uh, congratulations, Brad. It says here to look directly into the mirror. Then what? Then we just say it. You say it first. No, no, you you say it first. You're the oldest. Well, let's just say it at the same time. Lamb Jack. Lamb Jack. Friends, it's that super spooky time of the week. 
where we discuss Mark Summers' Mystery Magical Tour. <laughs> Yeah, you really, you really let the air out of that. <laughs> it, the title does it for you, mystery magic. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's yeah, mystery magic. Yeah, door. yeah. It's it. Well, some work. some YouTube videos, uh, they they mistitle it. Like, there's another YouTube upload that's Mark Summers' mystery magical special, which makes more sense. Yeah. But it's what's going on with this? Because like the the font of the title would have you believe this is a spooky horror themed. Like Halloween special, but it's really just about yeah. magic, <laughs> like stage magic, well, yeah. magic tricks. <laughs> I mean, it, but is it though? <laughs> I mean, did it did it not at least like it kept me on the edge of my seat, and I was very uncomfortable during most of the viewing, even though there was magic. Like to me, it was more of a thriller, but still scary in its own right. Not because of uh, what it. Can I just say I've never had twenty five uh, minutes feel both longer and shorter <laughs> it, it does feel when you when you look back it feels like it, it it took place over the course of about six minutes it feels like a sketch yeah, yeah. um what is so I'm, I'm trying to like best i was thinking about this a lot there is something unsettling about it i think alex you just used that word but not yes. in the way they intended there's something in the production value oh, yeah. and the set that, that, like the sites that they chose, especially the the interior of the house that they go into, there's like an emptiness here, like a hollowness. Like I almost feel like this would benefit from a laugh track, because right now yeah. it feels like a chamber piece, <laughs> like a very like yeah. somber chamber piece. And uh, friends, if you haven't watched this, um, this was a Nickelodeon special. Um, featuring Mark Summers of Double Dare fame. Double Dare and What Would You Do fame. Um, and it is set in the Magic Castle, which mm-hmm. is a nightmare factory because there's nothing more terrifying and disgusting than magicians. I didn't realize it was the Magic Castle. Oh, oh yeah. Yes, well, the famed Magic that Castle goes where all the magicians way. go together. I mean, back in this day and yeah. age, it looks like the Magic Castle was in need of a renovation. <laughs> Because it comes yeah. off like a cigar smoke-stained moose lodge. <laughs> well, yeah. Can I can I just say my theory going into this that I I don't want I don't want to know anything about Mark Summers' um, political beliefs, <laughs> but it was very amusing to me to imagine Mark Summers was a proud boy. <laughs> a, a, a proud boy. Yeah. Uh, the the alt right proud boy. Oh, I've never heard of that. <gasps> what? I also have you not have... heard of this, Brad. I don't know what you're talking about. You've not heard of the proud boy. I mean, I've not heard of the proud boy. I've heard of Mark Summers, and there's nothing in here that makes me think he's all right. If it, what makes okay, you think he's Mark all right? Mark Summers in this red sweater and collared shirt combo. If you put a tiki torch in his hand, he would look exactly okay. like all those guys. I, guys, I'm very excited to tell you about the proud boys. Then, um. The problem is they're the sects of the alt-right group. Um, they, well, they're, sli- they're slightly less jew Haiti. Um, oh. But what they are... Um, <laughs> there's so many things. Uh, first of all, they're the ones that... They're also against masturbation. Um, which is they're one of the reasons edge. they're so frustrated. They're proud um, boys. They also... <laughs> <laughs> they're also the ones that... Um, have to name the uh, the the five cereal flavors while being hit. What? 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 
They can't masturbate. They hate they, Jew- they, they don't so, hate Jews as much as other alt rights, but the, like, like, what's the one redeeming quality they find that like, because like, what's the something they're like? You know, I would really oh. hate those Jews. It's just that this one thing. Like, what is, what are the Proud Boys' one thing about the Jews? Because I mean, Jews are great people. I, I, I should I, hate I, someone I purely because they're Jews, but and then the I mean, cereal I, thing. Like, I don't understand. Let me let are me you? let me just look this up because I don't I don't want to besmirch um, alt-right uh, fucking Nazis. Brad, remember um, when Alex unspooled just then? <laughs> He's having a very hard time <laughs> wrapping his head around this, as am I. I just don't... Uh, I just don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> so they get hit just... if they can't name the cereal flavors? No, Jonathan, Let's even... not let Oreo Oh No turn into that. Okay, okay, I just found, found an article. It's Oreo No. Probably membership... <laughs> Oreo Probably No membership... cereal edition. Please do that. Proud Boy membership comes in grades or degrees. For the first level, the initiate must simply declare himself a Proud Boy. For the second degree of membership, he must be pummeled by other members until he recites the names of five breakfast cereals. Jesus, guys. So this is a gang. The third grade of Proud Boy participation involves getting a Proud Boy tattoo and keeping the masturbatory restrictions. Uh, Are you saying levels or grades? Well, by different, this says levels are grades. I, you know. Oh my god! I mean, what level proud boy are you? But if, but if I they distinguish myself, if they distinguish it as grades, that would be very much in keeping with this weird emasculated, like. This was the uh, brainchild of former Vice co-founder Gavin McGinnis. Fine. Um, wow. Uh, they are self-described Western Soviet chauvinist who require that their members venerate the role of the entrepreneur and the housewife. Mm. Uh, Proud Boy's celebration of the housewife is actually an embrace of an extreme anti-feminist, misogynist uh, politics common on the alt-right. Um, they're just super kooky. Um, they also have yeah. less political requirements, such as not masturbating, except under very specific conditions. Oh my god. What are the conditions? I don't know, and I don't know that I want to get that far. But no, they're like... They're one. I mean, of all the crazy alt-right groups, the Proud Boys are one of the most hilarious. But yeah, they do this thing where, like, they as an, an initiation, they um, all the other Proud Boys attack the Proud yeah. Boy. They jump them into the game. Name, he has to name five cereals well, before the hitting stops. Huh. This seems I very guess you gotta think about that. even more so than like a traditional it's, frat atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. You you can only so, masturbate right. if you do it under these conditions. Like that's really <laughs> homoerotic. <laughs> so again, my theory, and I don't want, and I don't want to know if Mark Summers is a terrible person. I just want to assume that he's a good person. But it's funnier to me to imagine that he's a proud boy. <laughs> I, I I would assume that there's an age restriction on how old you can be if you want to be a proud boy. Well, you got to be able to recite the serial names. So you got to at least be old enough to do that. Mm-hmm. You gotta be young enough to still like want to masturbate. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the other thing. Is that's the other? I think hurdle. you probably age out of Proud Boy, probably mid thirties. I think we could. I think we could you slip age out. out of it. I would think it's like like then you just. Become I would think it's else. like the gay community where after twenty five <laughs> you're just considered dead. <laughs> you become a proud man, it's a proud dad. It's a different game. I just think proud weird dad. Mark Summers hanging out with these kids for some reason. Oh, I think well, why is he? Boy. Yeah, the question is, why is Mark Summers hanging out with these kids? Like, they, oh. they went to a movie. Oh, don't even get me started. And they're talking about it. Don't even it. get me started on how this this special doesn't even try to, like, contextualize nope. why this man is with Shiri Appleby. That's the girl. Jonathan Brandis of the never-ending story to fame. 
<laughs> he was also on an episode of and Full Sequest House. DSV. And Sequest DSV. And that one episode of Saved by the Bell of the College. And Trenton Teagan, a.k.a. the Fat Kid. <laughs> In this 90s special, he's the, the Fat Kid. Things. But do you know, um, we've seen him like a million places before. Ramjack um, has? Oh, yes. Um, hold up. Let me, let me, I had an IMDb open. Where is it? Um, most notably on an episode of Mr. Belvedere. Oh. Really? Um, happy, a uh, happy guy, uh, Christmas, where he played a young Mr. Belvedere. Oh, brother. <laughs> well, I'll be damned. Um, damned. Also, he was one of the kids in Ghost Dad. Oh, yeah. So he's, out of everyone here, he's got the most Ramjack cred. Yeah. And Jonathan was, he was also write one him of the off. kids in uh, the War of the Roses. Yeah, fair enough. And that's almost all of his. Well, what about credits. little? What about little Sheery Appleby? She's still really in, yeah. in, in, in front Surprise. of the camera. Yeah. Oh. oh yeah. 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 She went on to be in like tons of stuff. Sheery Appleby. <laughs> Dude, she was on Roswell. I. <laughs> you can't throw that in my face. I, I don't know that. And act like that means anything in 2017. She was in Roswell. <laughs> She was Charlie Wilson's well, was huge when we swim were fan. like a nice swim fan. Unreal, yeah. I mean, she working. She was on the. She was on a series called Unreal on Lifetime that was basically making fun of reality shows. She's getting work done, guys. I mean, this yeah. is where she started. I, I would assume. Not that great in Mark um, Summers Mystery Magical Tour. Not, not that, not that charming. <laughs> this was her second oh. credit ever. She was just getting started. She was. So she she's there. Okay, so Mark Summers for some reason is taking these kids to the movies, and they're riding in a dark mountain pass out in the weird part of California where there's the Magic Castle. There's a lot of questions that need to be answered the, here. The, the, but the, only- the darkness that surrounds the car, like even when we see shots of a real car on a real road, like there's nothing. Like they're driving through like a limbo abyss that is right from the get go is just unsettling and strange. Um, yeah, so they, they've come back. They've just come out of Skeleton the movie, uh, in which a man turns into a skeleton. <laughs> that that really scared the kids. Are going by their own names too, like Jonathan is Jonathan and Trenton is Trenton and Sherry is Sherry. Like, and Mark is Mark. Like, they're not playing characters. Yeah, no, they're no, just they're, hanging they're out they're with themselves. Mark Summers, like kids, like yeah. kids do after they do Double Dare, Family Double Dare edition. Yeah. Um, he's the family game show host. He, he, you can trust him with your kids. Well, and he's gonna take him to the movies. No big deal. And, and the little girl says, I, "I got really freaked out when that guy turned into a skeleton." And Mark Summers at one point just tries to throw her off by saying, "Well, maybe your eyes were playing tricks on you." What? She was watching a movie, Mark. Like, how did it's he... a special effect. <laughs> what is Skeleton, the motion picture, about? Like, is it about supposed a man to be about the real life and death of a humans? Skeleton. Yeah. Is this woman talking about the existential this woman. This child talking about the existential dread of like? Is this young woman? Well, now I'm remembering it, her as an adult it, in Roswell. It's an I origin apologize. story of uh, skeletons. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the it's the oral uh, and visual history of skeletons. Um, oh, so they blow a tire, oh. and there's some really bad acting from Mark right up top. Oh, do they yeah. blow a tire? Yeah, they do. Because all I hear is a sound effect of him going, "Whoa, oh. guys! Because we got to stop at this weird abandoned well, like castle th- thing." They blow a tire, and then they keep driving uh, for a while, and they don't seem to be in, in any prob like any trouble. Like the car seems to be no. more than fine. 
Oh, yeah, yeah it's fine. He just blew a tire. How far was the movie theater from where you need to go? Are you dropping all the kids off what at their respective theater? houses? Like, there's a lot of questions just from the get-go. Wow. We never I, answer I think to. Mark Summers hated making this. Hated. You think so? He come, I think he loves it. No, he's it. not trying at all. I think he loves all. every minute I, I, He's not trying at all. He seems really checked out to me. Really checked out. <laughs> I, I feel like... I... I feel like he, this is his chance. This is his big break to do magic. But he TV. doesn't do magic on TV. He never does magic on that, TV in this. I think that maybe he was a little bit too used to doing like live game show host in the moment. Like, and he's never done any acting, which is what's required of him here. Yeah. He's like, he's like trying to be on and he can't uh, be because it's not like the same thing he's used to. Do, do they take Nickelodeon it, invested so heavy in Mark oh, Summers? Oh, yeah, It's kind of insane. He like, got two shows. He's just a dude. Like, yeah. but he also like did like interstitials and like he hosted like, you know, just things like everything. I, he, he was just there. Like, I, I, what was the day like when Nickelodeon was like, you know what, Mark Summers, we had a good run, <laughs> but goodbye. Well, I think at a certain point, Nickelodeon didn't need that sort of personality anymore. Like, they didn't need the, the interstitials and the bumpers. Like, as we slowly moved away from that and like we didn't need that anymore and we wanted more commercials and we were giving more time to just like general advertising, I don't think you needed, I think that like the success of Nickelodeon sort of wound up kind of nullifying the need for a Mark Summers. Yeah, so before he got hired by Nickelodeon, he was a radio disc jockey and a stand-up comedian, yeah. which is interesting. I don't want to see that comedy. It was the 80s, everybody was a stand-up comedian. And a comedian. disc jockey. <laughs> yeah. Um, do they take the detour before or after the tire gets blown? I think it's technically before. <laughs> yeah, it's before. Um, as we're as we're driving and we're getting to the Magic Castle, we, we learn that we're going to get some... Guest magi- magicians, all two of them. <laughs> all two of yeah, them. Yeah, you can't have a magic, and one of them isn't really doing nope. magic. At well, all. She's, she's doing kind of doing a mime. She's routine. She's doing a mime routine, but she's also doing like baby magic tricks, like oh, That's a thing true. appeared. Like Lance Burton is doing like arguably more magic magic that I would think takes more sleight of hand and skill and practice. She's doing a skit. <laughs> Nothing is more insufferable than magic. <laughs> <laughs> so goddamn. I went to go see David Copperfield Fuck as a kid, so I, I was into it enough to want to go see David Copperfield. Kids are allowed to like right. magicians. Grown yeah. people know. It's a, when it, <laughs> no. no, absolutely not. When when they come. Like if David Blaine walked up to me on the street, oh. I would tell him to fall off. Well, that's a whole. That's a that's a brain of magic that these people aren't even aware of yet. That's that's so fun. They, they they can't imagine a world that doesn't want them as magicians. Um, so before before we get into any more, I gotta say something. So I remember seeing this as a child. Yes, I saw it on Nickelodeon maybe once or twice, and I yeah. never got past Jonathan uh, Brandis's uh, utterance of a line. This is one of the things that, for some reason, as a child, it irked me. We talked about it a little bit before the show. Maybe it was because of his delivery, but the way he says it. So uh, the girl says the thing about the skeleton and how, like, oh, I hate when he disappeared. And Mark Summers says the thing that makes no sense whatsoever because it's a fucking movie that they're talking about. He's like, well, maybe you guys are playing tricks on you with the special effects of the movie. And she's like, what? <laughs> and Jonathan Brandis says, yeah, my mom says, uh, never believe everything you read or see. And as a child, I was like, 
all of these lines are fucking bullshit, but Jonathan Brandis, the way you delivered that, fuck you. Well, I think Jonathan... I was a tiny child. I think Jonathan Brandis doesn't like it. I think he's checked out, too. He yeah, seems annoyed. He yeah. But the way well, he says it... He's by far the most talented person in this. Oh, yeah, I easily. mean, you wouldn't know it. <laughs> he's not doing no, a good job. He's like... No. Like, none of it makes sense. Maybe they were playing tricks on you. Yeah, my mom says always, <laughs> ne- you know, never believe what you everything you read or see. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, well, and then the fat kid, <laughs> like, the fat kid doesn't get to do yeah. anything. Like, he has no joke no, lines. No. He gets to ride in the front seat. He got shotguns. What you don't want to ride shotgun. No, not, not with Mark. No. You want to be in the back. Not with Proud Boy Mark. You, wanna, you don't want to be with Proud Boy Mark, who's who hasn't masturbated in sixteen weeks. You don't want you don't oh, want that. God. So Lance Burton, we 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 are we were spoiled on the fact that Lance Burton is going to be in this. Tina Leonard is doing this. But the first true cameo we get is uh, Mr. Ooh. Gomez Adams himself. <laughs> yeah, John Aston, special guest guest appearance. Why? AKA he walked through a scene. Literally. This thing is twenty five minutes long, and I feel like maybe they spent thirty three minutes making it. Why did they put him in this? Was it just for him to get a check? Was it like a buddy thing? I think they thought Surely, it lent right? it some sort of horror credibility, but like, because he's from the Adams family, but this is not in any way in the same style of the Adams family. He's not doing anything that like, he doesn't even make a reference to that show. So it, it it's, it's complete. I think someone owed him a favor or someone felt bad for him. And they just said like, here, come the- do this. The only thing I can think of in the Adams Family song, they say they're they're kooky, and I could oh. I, you could say you could use that word to describe this show. It's a little kooks. his his performance in this is, is quite kooks. Um, th- there's a sign that says uh, currently featuring, and there's a picture of him, and he he storms out screaming at no one, ranting at no one. Uh, he has a bag full of magic tricks that explodes all over the pavement, and he's furious because he's quitting. So there's yeah. this idea that like he's quitting, but we all know now that it's the Magic Castle, so that's not really saying a lot in favor of the Magic Castle. <laughs> and then he immediately like talks to the camera, to us, and then they move the camera into a very shaky location. <laughs> <laughs> I it is and he's gone. Goodbye. Well, they, they yeah, they pull over and they see him walking away and they're like, "Hey, is there a phone that we can use?" And what does he say? "Help yourself." Because yeah. that line comes back at the end when that poor schlub <sighs> who you don't even see his face asks about like if he can use the phone and the whole group says, "Help yourself." But I'm at the end now. <laughs> We're, we have much more to get through. <laughs> okay, best so- dress, worst dress. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> There's still a lot to go through. I, I so yeah they he says help yourself which is a crazy help thing to yourself. say yeah. um and so they go inside the magic castle and then the first appearance of the gloved hand of anonymous oh. <laughs> yeah um, the the guy fox of Ever vendetta fellow um slips in a photo of mark summers in a top what does this mean as, so there's something going on they, beyond it's just a trick like there's a plan here. There is like a a destiny, a like a I, I hate to say it, but a David Lynchian <laughs> Twin Peaks thing going on right now. Where like Mark seems to be destined. It's like the Black Lodge. Like he keeps. Do you think he keeps you, coming you know back to the Magic Castle? <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Also, it would explain why there's that 20 minute uh, <laughs> sequence of sweeping what? the floor in the middle of the, no. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Do the homework, Brad. So they get in. They help also, themselves. Also, they go um, in. Well, I was going to say, let's not forget, like, this starts to do the weird gag stuff where, like, they're looking for the telephone and then there's the phone book that's hollowed out that doesn't have, like, an actual cable running to it. Like, it's cut. It's, but the, the phone gag is so bizarre because oh, yes. um, they find the phone inside the phone book. That's supposed to be a joke. Mark picks it up, starts to trying to talk, um, but he can't get anyone. And then little Mr. Belvedere pulls up the cord and holds it up to show him the cord's been cut. But he holds that for so the long. The timing is terrible. Like the timing on that is insanely yeah. bad. And it's, it's like it's I don't presented. Even know. It's presented more of like Mark, you dummy. This is not even plugged in. Instead of holy fuck, we're ringing. locked inside of this place and the phone is cut and it's ringing. It's not played for fear. It's played for more just like Mark, you're silly. Well, and, and then there's this whole Uncle element Mark. of I think the little girl says, "I wish we could find a phone or something." And then that's when it starts ringing. And that starts this whole idea of like, mm. don't wish for anything else. Because if you wish for something, it'll happen. It's this really weird paranoia that, uh, yeah, so there's that bizarre idea of like, Mark, you're dumb, even though we just heard that phone ringing. Then they realize that they want to leave, but the door has been locked from the outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we see it the gloved hand of Anonymous. Yes. Uh, Mark seems to be completely unperturbed. <laughs> he's, he's, he's wearing his. Yeah khaki corduroys and his shitty red sweater so he couldn't be nonplussed um proud boy proud boy outfit absolutely he's a cute little proud boy proud boys no no fear (laughs) cinnamon toast crunch (laughs) captain crunch (laughs) cookie crisp (laughs) lucky charms you're using you're using too many syllables for those serial names you're getting beat (laughs) up You gotta go like tricks, kicks, tricks, kicks, easily. like something that's like, like the shortest names possible, so you don't get your ass beat. Tricks, for the kicks, longest kicks, time. Checks. I mean, checks, puffs, checks, puffs, puffs parenthetical cocoa. <laughs> you know what I mean? Puffs, puffs. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> then, then Mark says like something like, "All we gotta do is think of a plan, or think think of something that can help us." And he leans against a fake bookshelf that folds in on itself. And he tumbles into a hallway terribly. Oh, it's awful. It's absolutely awful. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. And then that's when they come upon Lance Burton. Oh, but first, isn't this when the bust on a string comes down? Uh, is it? Oh, it might be, because they, they wander into a weird, like, the interiors of this special. Like, yeah, there are weird bronze busts. And I think this might be the moment. No, they see Lance first. Oh, they see right, Lance first because right. they after the library, the bookshelf falls in. He's already doing magic. That's true. Um, and by the way, uh, do you mean Lance Burton or Katie? <laughs> because he looks exactly like Katie Lang. Uh, are we impressed by Lance's magic act? <laughs> his no. candle appearing, like his manifestations of candles and then like disappearance of candles. He just, he just does the candles in the birds. That's all. He yeah. just keeps doing candles. candle magic and bird magic. I've seen a lot of bird magic. I've never seen it with candles. I thought it was new. It was, it was impressive. And look, how do I know how he makes the bird appear? No, I don't. But do I think that's necessarily impressive? No. <laughs> Jonathan, you saw him roll his sleeves up. His, and then the birds manifested in thin his air. His gay pirate sleeves. <laughs> 
His crazy. Nothing up this sleeve and nothing oh, up this. Sleeve. Oh, he's doing it right now in front of me. They're like doilies. Like he has doily cuffs. It's, it's yeah. It's it's it's. What's crazy, crazy is that I think he's crazy. Cra- what's crazy is that I think he's actually kind of attractive. <laughs> I know that makes no sense. He looks like Katie Lang, but but what he does. I don't. I don't know if it doesn't make no sense. When he does the, the Chippendale weird. like scarf over the neck thing, like where he's sort of doing a rub a dub dub three men in a tub, like. He, like, whips the scarf around his neck and does a little bit of tug-tug play-play. And I'm like, okay, I can, yeah, I'll, I'll bite, I guess, even though you're 90% fluff cuff. <laughs> but the magic is, the magic is is quite lame and really repetitive. It's, yeah. So the kids are, like, mesmerized by it, and then Mark Summers takes this opportunity not to find a phone, not no. to be like, excuse me, sir, what the fuck's going on? He just takes, like, a little couch thing and pushes it up behind the kids, and then they fall into it, and they just watch a magic Mark show. Mark doesn't what do the that. Fuck's going Mark on? doesn't push the chair. The chair moves on its own. He just, he just, he just scurries behind he, the couch. He appears behind it, but there's a, there's a whole gag where the kids are like, what? 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 How did that happen? Oh, did, did we forget the newspaper trick? Where he oh, he tears newspaper? a piece of newspaper and then he makes it whole again, oh, you yeah, know, yeah. setting it on fire. And then I think he just turns it into another whole, bird. He, he's got it's, an interesting like facial expression. It's not it's like horny. ooh, look what I'm doing. It's more of like, well, it's just yeah, mouth gaped open. Like what's like what's space aloof. Bizarre and terrible about watching magic on television <laughs> is that like all stage magic, it. it it really hasn't it's, it's, evolved it's that much. It's slow. It's static. It, like David Copperfield, I remember, would play really loud music, and he had really big production yeah. values. But at the end of the day, you still have to look at him, and it's all still very small and slow. <laughs> yeah, and it's so stagey. Like it's yeah. it's, it's, it's it's old school I mean, vaudeville. It's terrible, regardless. Yeah, it really is. It's unchanged. Um, then, after the act, Lance Burton just walks away. And to be fair, Mark does try to be like, hey, hey. And the kids are like, hey, mister. But he's gone. But it's so insane that you're in this weird situation. It, like, the reality... I, Jonathan, I agree 100%. This is like a David it Lynch is. project. <laughs> because, like, no, there's no explanation for why anyone's doing what they're doing. There's Not no they reasoning. Want. There's no logic to it. Like, it's just happening. And you're just on this fucking ride. This stupid, <laughs> stupid It's a stupid ride. ride. But, uh, but at the same time, it, I think I might have a dream about this at night. Like, uh, my dream version of this would be so much weirder and scarier, but it, it would also yeah, be absolutely. pretty well rooted in the source material. But this is when the head appears from the ceiling. It's this. This is one of the dumbest, more bizarre. Like, I don't, I don't understand anyone's reactions to anything, but this. There's a head on a platter, and it's not like it's floating on its own. It's clearly on a wire. It's being lowered. It's um, just being it's, lowered. Yeah, it's it's being lowered. It doesn't look like a real head, and it doesn't even do what you'd expect at the end. The eyes pop open. doesn't do that. It's just a, a bust of a head on a platter being lowered, and everyone screams in terror. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The phone ringing was so much scarier. The door being locked, so much scarier than a statue being And what's lowered. so funny is that it kind of wobbles. Like, the head on the yeah. little platter just sort of wobbles idiotically. But, like, who's, so it looks terrible. like it's made out of cheese. I wonder whose face it is. 
Yeah, this has to be like a feature of the magic castle. That's just oh. something, and that has to be some mag- magician or something. And it just has to be like a, an inside joke with all of the people who actually understand who's ever in the magician's club that is still the magic castle. It's me, Vincent Price. The the other thing that's going on here is they're theoretically attempting to build tension by um, having this gloved hand of Anonymous um, keeps doing things to thwart them. And also, in the first scene, we see a painting and clearly the eyes are moving. There's somebody watching them. But none of this pays off in any reasonable manner. No, I think we're led to believe that all of it is Lance Burton. Um, In cahoots with Mark Summers. I guess. Maybe, even though it seems like Mark really isn't aware of what's happening until yeah. partway through after he vanishes, which is kind of what just happens now. Uh, they wish they 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 want to find another phone because this thing is scripted like a like a Mobius strip, like a crazy, insane loop. So again, they want to find a phone. He goes into a telephone booth, and then when they open the door, it's a scary skeleton. <laughs> He's gone. Uh, so good luck. Kids, you're on your own. <laughs> your proud boy is gone. And now you're stuck in the magic castle. Cut to commercial. <laughs> Checks! Uh, tricks! Oh, I say I'm, I don't like it, but... Uh. <laughs> Frosted Flakes! <laughs> uh, you can only masturbate if you're in the magic castle. <laughs> um, this Connect 4 commercial is really something. Awesome. I remember this. I only remember the got three in a row, go for one more, go for it, connect four, which is a much catchier and more yeah. succinct commercial. Oh, this, this is This one terrible. I completely forgot, and this one is crazy. Um, yeah. what a, I mean, I don't dislike it. It's just nuts. You know, the cra- the craziest guy is the chef. Uh, yes. yes. He says, isn't and there the a knight. firefighter, too, randomly? There's a knight uh, in, like, full armor. There's uh, the chef, obviously. I thought I saw a firefighter at one point, like in one of the lower tiers on the, on the second screen after the chef, because my first thought was chef. But what does the chef then say? Then I saw the knight and this other guy. Like, one of the kids says, for real, for fun. And does he say fortissimo? <laughs> like, what does he say? Yes. Yes. Why does the chef say fortissimo? Because four is in it, Jonathan. <laughs> but he's a chef. Kinda. If he was if he was Beethoven, that would make sense. <laughs> yeah. the... It is It is a bizarre commercial. But it's followed by one of the greatest commercials. Oh, of all time. this commercial is um Wow. It is a full movie in a 30-second commercial. Oh. Yep. Like the Simon commercial and the Crossfire commercial forever burned into my brain. Forever. I don't re- Crossfire is a better oh, it's commercial. It's just Oh, it's a better commercial, but this might be a better song. I don't remember the Simon True. commercial at all. I think this is the first time I've seen oh. this. Oh, it's so good. It's a good commercial for a so, piece of shit game. Simon. Johnny. You're the challenge of a lifetime. I want you, Simon. Once again, you two compete. You're the one I have to beat. One of us must be Victory will be so sweet. Simon. You're the challenge of a Yeah. So, yeah, so 
It's at the schoolyard. Everyone is afraid of the <laughs> machine super intelligence that is yeah, Simon. Yeah, everyone is dreadfully Simon afraid of Simon. will light up and you have to beat its, yeah, you have to beat its pattern, but no kid on the playground could beat its pattern except for this one kid who comes out from the, from the outskirts of the, the playground. Ether. And he's like, you know what? For the honor of your rival. <laughs> yeah. Simon! I guess I do kind of remember. <laughs> for the honor of your rival. That idea of like, Simon, I want you. Yeah. Simon, it's like, twist part, it's actually a schoolyard in a post-apocalyptic future, and Simon cares for these kids, and they're enslaved to it, and this one little kid has to come out from the deserts that are the outskirts of the playground and fight Simon to become the new, to free these children. And you get all that in this tiny little 30-second commercial. I don't know if he wins, though, because he kind of just walks away and, like, yells at Simon. I don't know if it's, like, at a draw, or... Can you beat Simon? You can't. It's, It's a... No. It's a... That's the whole point. It's like, you will never be able to beat Simon. No. The prophecy says one day there will be one that beats Simon. Do they name the kid? Do they say his name? Yeah, yeah. I think, like I Johnny? Say, oh. Yeah, I want to say it's Johnny. Is it Johnny? Here comes Johnny. Do you Johnny. think there's been like some sort of viral content where someone's interviewed the Crossfire kid like 40 years later? It, surely. You surely. Somebody's written a, a fucking stupid uh, oral history With bullshit. like nine... 19 God. spelling errors in the first two paragraphs. Yeah. Like, no, like, th- I, there are a million articles about this in the Crossfire commercial, I guarantee. Why hasn't the Crossfire <laughs> game been option for a movie? I mean, in that hellscape? <laughs> oh. If battle, if Battleship can do it and Monopoly can fucking do well, it, I want to see the Monopoly hasn't movie. done it well. yet. <laughs> Well, and and if Battleship did it, it's very questionable. Yeah. Battleship yeah, did it, I know, I know, <laughs> didn't I do it well or make any money. <laughs> How about Guess Who? Why isn't that a movie property? <laughs> I don't know. You could be a Hollywood producer. I think I think you could very easily walk into a pitch meeting. Just say things. <laughs> don't don't for teasy mode. Don't wake dad. What? Connect for the movie. Don't don't wake so, uh, daddy. Is, is a horror. I gotta movie. ask you. I gotta ask you a question. Does your guy have a mustache? <laughs> Is your guy the one black guy? <laughs> Careful. Connect for. Guess who? Pretty sneaky black guy. <laughs> that was the original pitch for the Guess Who commercial. Pretty sneaky black guy. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't work. Guess who? Is coming to dinner. Oh boy. <laughs> um, so we only get the two commercials, which is disappointing. I wanted like six more. Um, oh, they're yes. better than the special. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Oh, yep. Definitely. Um, I got character arcs in that one commercial. You guys should just review like a YouTube compilation video that's like a half hour of commercials. That'd be pretty great. Um, oh, yeah. I love it. I'm there. So this this next part when... Oh, first of all, you need to you need to play two sound cues from this, Brad, if, if I may request. The first is the sound every time you see the glove, which is... That. Yes. And then you also need to play the <laughs> That music is so stupid but like charming to me because it's so dumb. Like yeah. it's so magic. <laughs> the, yeah, it is such a weird theme. Oh yeah. And they play it like all the times. music is magic. I mean, it I is kind of David Lynch-ish because I get kind of Dune vibes from, like, the main kind of, like, creepy song coming from it. Old school Dune. Wait, what song? 
Do you remember? Okay, never mind. the The main I, theme I for this at the beginning, where it's like do do do, like it's like the synth thing where they're driving in the car. Well, that's more like they reprise that at Halloween. the end of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Lance Burton does his first act to like classical music. Um, and then this. Okay, so the kids are on their own. They play with the magic castle, fake magic piano, in a bid to sort of advertise that element of the magic castle. I guess it's not funny or charming. Um, and then. They like hide behind this chair, and th- this is the craziest part of the whole special. Whew. I don't understand who this woman is, where she she doesn't reappear at the end to be like no. it's just a trick. She doesn't reappear, so where does she go? She just she just comes in to uh, sexually harass herself. She does a cr- like. Well, she's this the- is true vaudeville. Yeah, this is like this is like Carol Burnett, like. Like well, it starts off as Carol Burnett. Yes. Basically, she comes in as the cleaning yes. woman. Clearly, just a rip off of that. Like she should have been sued in the moment. Yeah. But yeah, she does this whole thing where she uh, she idiotically put like it, the staging of it makes zero sense. Like she's got a cleaning cart, finds a jacket, puts it like on a hook that's like attached to her cleaning cart, which makes no sense. Um, and that like there's there's a mop. You know, you know sometimes you put a. When you find a you know jacket you laying around, you put it on a hanger on top of a filthy yeah. mop. With, like, the mop touching the jacket, like, the filthy mop yeah, braids. Yeah. And immediately we know Go. what the... I mean, I remember this explicitly because it, it, there's something... I don't know. It's very dumb, and it's not really good magic uh, at all it, it, by any stretch of the imagination. But the, I don't know. Something about it, I will say, works for me because I, I do find it sweet. Why do I find it sweet? It's, I mean, it's, it's so innocently charming that, like, yeah. it's, I mean, it's fine. It, it feels like it should be part of somebody's, one like, person show. One person review. At NKU. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm going to do all my characters, and this is my quaint little cleaning lady that's and, lonely and, and gets sexually harassed by garbage. No, 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 no. Mop, Mop, Mr. Mop reveals how beautiful she is <laughs> because... But it starts with him, like, just, like, <laughs> harassing well, then, her. Oh, yeah. And she tries to it's resist. not like Mr. Mop is grabbing and, her tits. <laughs> not yet. Almost. Not yet. We don't see what happens when the kids leave. Give him a drink. Debauchery, decadence, everything a mop could ask for. <laughs> um, the mop, like, combs her hair, which is weird. The mop gives her jewelry, which is weird. <laughs> She uh, at first she's threatened by the mop, <laughs> so she tries to like spray its face oh, yeah. with cleaning chemicals, and he like pushes her hand out of the way in his face, like I don't, I don't think, think so. so. It's very oppressive. It, it is that old school idea of like she's she's resisting, but my like my force, like that odd like I'm just gonna, I'll wear, I'll wear her, her down. down. It's that masculine idea of like no 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 I don't think so. You're not getting away from me, Missy. Here, let me take off your hat so everyone can see how pretty <laughs> Let me you comb are. your hair like you're yeah, a dog. You smile? Let me comb your hair. Let me comb your ow, hair. Ow. Where'd the comb go? Magic. <laughs> Why did the comb turn into a fake plastic bracelet? <laughs> Look, I gotta go. The time, it's, uh, the time, I got places to be. Shh, honey. Let me take that watch. Let's get rid of time. I'm gonna turn it into a diamond studded <laughs> bracelet. <laughs> what? I'll have sex with you now, mop. <laughs> I'll take one of my mop hairs and turn it into a diamond stone. I mean, necklace. let's be real. It's charming for the kids, but they don't see the rest of this. <laughs> no. They don't, oh. they don't also, see the full I mean, sex. 
it's charming, and she does a really good job of selling yeah. it, I would say, in most points. But it's only yeah. charming as long as you remember that it's not a woman <laughs> alone with her own hand <laughs> pretending it's a lie. She's so alone, Alex. I cannot break... But then it comes around to the fact that I just imagine this woman like practicing oh, yeah. this in front of oh, a yeah. mirror, and it just it just yeah. it it's impressive sad. and sad. Well, like all theater, yeah, it's <laughs> so sad. Like all theater. As a kid, I saw this and thought how sad it was. I mean, I got the point of like I get the illusion, and it's supposed to get. But when she hugs it at the end, I'm like. Oh, she's hugging herself. <laughs> she's hugging herself. Well, huh. actually, maybe it's a little empowering. She, huh. at the end of the day, she must understand that this is not a real mop man. She's, she's, she's telling herself through this exercise of therapy that I need to love myself. She yes. is the mop man. Now, the real magic, the real magic would have been if at the end of it, he sucked her into the jacket, and then the mop man got up and walked off. <laughs> and- <laughs> If she'd been sucked into a nexus. That's what I was waiting for. What if... Yeah, she was sucked into the void that is the mop. What if she... <laughs> then it's full day. What if she Lynch. hugged the mop man? Like, she was like... She had her head in his, like, his breast, if you will. And then, like, the little girl said something like, ah, and then she turned and went... <laughs> <laughs> um, what if... What if... Okay, what if it went a little further, David Lynch? At the end of it, um... Um, well, she's she's been played by an Asian woman up until this point, and then her face cracks, and we just turn her into oh. a white woman. What does that mean? Ooh, interesting. Let's oh. go to Reddit and find out. It's brave. It's real brave. It's real brave. Let's replace all of our minorities mm. with white women. So the kid, the kids leave the lady alone. They're like, "Look, look! It looks like it's about to get pretty crazy with the mop man and that lady. Let's get out of here. Let's give him some space." Yeah. They immediately go into another room, and Mark Summers is there. Like, "Oh, Mark!" But he's on a stage, so obviously the kids need to find like seating because it's just one act after and another. And it's weird. But something's weird with Mark. Something's weird with Mark. And I remember this being like an, a weird <laughs> element too, because the kids, the kids yeah. recognize him, but he doesn't greet them. He seems to be like... Yeah, this is not like the normal weird no. Uncle Mark, and we all know what I'm talking about. Who took me to scale that we all promise not to tell each other weird Mr. Mark? Yes. Do you think when Mark went in that phone book, he masturbated? No. Maybe that's why he's acting so Maybe that's weird. why he's so happy. Wouldn't surprise me. And, why does he get that and thing this is when the music starts The dreamer. If you put it over top of this music, would it work? <laughs> the dreamer. <laughs> the magic. Okay, so clearly it's a man putting his arms through Mark's arms and doing the wacky whose line is it anyway hand style of improv. <laughs> But when you first do it, I mean, they do a good job of like, do they? I guess if you're a kid, not understanding that, oh, Mark's something's up with his arms. That's you weird. S- you can <gasps> see Lance, there's a guy you behind can see him. his head in so many instances. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's not a great job, but if you're a little well, kid. well, they think there's a moment that's poorly filmed and poorly timed where Lance sticks his head out to help Mark blow a balloon. And they, they, they would like to think that it's filmed well enough to where you would never see the head until they want you to see it. But you clearly see it w- and way before in that same shot. Like, it's just so... It's fucking clumsy. Yeah. One take. One, one take. take. This whole special. The balloon gag, I'm going to say it, I don't know how they do it. <laughs> I feel so stupid, but I'm just sitting here going... How do they get the balloon to do that? Like, they have the hoop going over the balloon. It's not attached to a wire. It can't be. (laughs) Could it be static electricity? 
Probably not. I honestly don't know how they do it either. It's kind of weird. They, maybe they attach the wire after the hoop. Like, the wire's already Well, there. the wire could be going somehow through it horizontally, not vertically, for all I That's know. True. Because it's moving horizontally. I, Why does the balloon take 78 seconds to get through that hoop? It's the longest ju- longest trick ever. Yeah. It takes way too long for no payoff. <laughs> I mean, I said that it's, I don't know how it works, but yeah. it's not... It shouldn't take that long. <laughs> it's so bad. It's all part of the illusion. Like, I, it's just like the idea that I could care <laughs> is shocking. Like, there's no way. There's no way. How how could anyone? Like, I didn't pay attention the first time I watched this. I Watching it now, trying to pay attention, it's very when difficult. When he makes Mark levitate, there's so much shitty cape work. You watch Lance Burton clearly oh. manipulate that cape for nine seconds. And I'm like, could this be more transparently a trick? (laughs) Don't include that footage. Yeah, it's like an, it's one of those tricks that I guess the kids would be able to be like, I know how he does this one. He's actually like just putting fake legs up and walking off the stage. But how do you do the balloon trick? No, that was real magic. (laughs) Static electricity? I don't know. You know, if if you hate uh, minorities and don't masturbate for long enough, you can make these tricks happen. What about the moment... You have to save your man energy. What about the moment after Mark Summers leaves and Lance Burton pretends that he's going to strangle Jonathan Brandis? Yeah. Only to pull a quarter out of Brandis's ear, quote unquote. But it's like, why is the, why does he pretend that he's going to grab Jonathan by the throat? Uh, and then Mark comes back out and he's like, he's like, oh yeah, this is my, my this is my friend, the world famous magician Lance Burton. He's my friend. Is he Mark, or have oh. you been brainwashed? That or this has all been like something from the very beginning. He thought, you know what? I'm gonna take the kids out to the movie. You know what would be really cool if I pretended that to the uh, Magic Castle and just like gave him a little if show. If I pretended that our tire because blew he would out. have had to rehearse. <laughs> Mark, yeah. Mark, do my parents know no. where I am? Okay. I, they said that th- that you could be out until ten, and guess what? It's nine. So I have an hour with you. <laughs> They're hostages. From I'm the counting clock. every second on this clock. I have one more. Hour. And then for some reason, little Belvedere does a car trick. It, it, it sets up a gag later, but it takes so long. Hi. It's so uh, it's 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 the closest thing we have to a beat plot for a, a long. Well, it's also of the this. only thing that he gets to do. Because yeah. I don't know. But what does anyone well, get to do? The little girl like, is annoying, and she's dressed like a like a cabbage patch kid. Jonathan Brandis is too cool for school because he knows he's going to be like a teen idol guy. So, like, he's over it, even though he's dressed like a fucking purple raspberry pie slice. (laughs) I I don't like how they manhandle the girl throughout this. I don't like it either. The way that Lance Burton walks away. She cuddles with Mark. Yeah, yeah. He... The magician has his hand on like the like the nape of her neck the entire time they're walking. When the magic oh, yeah. trick of the one kid doesn't work out, she's immediately eye rolls and like fuck this. She goes to the magician's like let's go to another yeah. room. But she's always like grabbing onto Mark Summers like protect me whenever she's scared. It's weird. Lance's hand on her neck, she seems to be actively moving her head away from him. Like she's yeah. walking with like an angle to her head and neck that seems to be like I don't like this. We need to have union rules that magicians aren't allowed to touch children. There's no reason for her to be touched. No. Also, like, so, is she only bringing them over there to, like, ask how the telephone booth trick worked? Yeah. Did she make another wish? I don't know. The whole wish thing gets really... <laughs> I wish you'd stop touching me. Yeah, I wish me. you'd fucking stop touching me. 
I wish we didn't have to watch Little Belvedere's car trick in real time. Listen, this, <laughs> this episode has the, it really plays by the rule of two. This episode, don't curse us with a TV show. I don't need a Mark Summers right, magical right. mystery show <laughs> where every week he takes Ugh. three new kids to the magic castle and their souls are consumed. But this Yikes. is the part that I remember so she, as a kid because when the swordsman came yes. out of the phone booth, I was like, this is it. I just remember the sword fight. And I always thought that the magician was David Copperfield. And I was sort of bummed out that I was like, oh, it's just Lance Burton. Oh, fair enough. Because I just, I also thought Mark Summers did sword fighting, but he doesn't. Yeah. Unless I, he's the guy that's got the mask on for most Which is the absolutely time. not the case. Can't possibly be true. Because it's Lance Burton. <laughs> and by the way, well, again, yeah, he only also see him. It looks like anonymous. Like it looks like he's wearing the guy fox mask. Except it's like pillow esque. Like yeah, it's a weird mask. It's, it's shitty guy, shitty uh, shitty anonymous fight, fighting Katie Lang. Oh man, <laughs> a, a, a battle for the ages. Whoever wins, we lose. <laughs> it's so. There's so a gag terrible. where like an apple gets cut in half, Dang. and like Lance takes a bite very like sneakily. Oh. Like, oh, aren't I a rascal? <laughs> Um, they, they eventually get their sword fight, which they are very into, Oh, by the way, way too into it. Um, they go back into the room with the kids, and, um, they scare, uh, the kid doing the card trick. He throws it up in the air, like, all the cards. The magician spears, or lances, I guess, uh, the card with his sword. He's like, wait a minute, kids, was this the card he was looking for? Jonathan Brandis, who's also being held by the swordsman right now, like, I guess the threat of, like, stabbing him. He gets threatened a lot. He's like, oh, yeah, here's, yeah, that was my card. Here's the thing. We didn't see his card. Yes, we did. We yeah, abs- we did. Yeah, we absolutely oh, did. We? did. Yeah, he shows it to oh, the It's like the girl. three of spades or something okay, like that. sorry. I, I, again, it is hard well, to pay attention to this. It's well, so Well, it's hard to pay attention when almost none of the show has a soundtrack. Like, it's all just, yeah. like, yeah. dead air for the most part. It, I mean, it's a great white noise so machine. They sort of- <laughs> Yeah, they sword fight. There's a can, can candelabra that gets cut, like the candles get sliced. It eventually gets to the point where, like... It's long. I don't understand how to explain it other than magic. Le- oh. The magician becomes the guy who was the sword fight well, fighter, he, like fighting him? Lance Burton covers himself. There's a table. Yeah, he covers himself in a tablecloth. The swordsman guts him, presumably, kills him. But then reveals that the sword fighter is Lance Burton. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, classic gag. It was, we the, forgot. Most, it, it was the most magician thing a magician yeah. could do. So before before all this, when they were like, oh, um, Mark Summers, you were in on this the whole time with a magician? And it's like, yeah, yeah, it was just a trick. They set that up because after the sword fight, and it's revealed that Lance is both the sword fighter and himself... He's out of breath, and in the creepiest line delivery in the entire thing, he's like, see? It was just a trick. Like, I got scared. As an adult man, I was terrified. Like, holy fuck! I'm about to hear him say it, and it's gonna upset me. It's just a trick. Like, I... No. Guys, this is film. Like, you can, like... Wait till he catches his breath to film him also, saying that. Also, why are you that's showing me all bread. nine seconds of him awkwardly under the tablecloth, clearly working a mechanism? Was this film <laughs> live? Like, in front of a studio it's audience a, that was told to be silent the entire deadly time. Deadly church In front silence. of a silent studio audience. It really feels like this was shot live. God. 
Can you shoot in front of a silent studio audience? I mean, I why you could, but why we, we would you? We might need to get a little bit of the sword fighting music too, show. which is like. It's so it's like bad NES music. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Um, then we get to go to a commercial again. We get Yay. to go, go to a commercial, and then when we come back, uh, we'll have about nine more seconds of the show. <laughs> uh, but what are the yeah, commercials? The Golden again? Crisp uh, uh, Honey Sugar Bear commercial. Oh yeah, the honey bear. Super Golden oh. Crisp. Super Golden Crisp. Yeah, what's with this bear? <laughs> yeah, what's sugar with this voice? Hey, what, a cool guy. Yeah, what are they sugar going bear. for with with the sugar bear? <laughs> hey, it's me, sugar bear. I, sugar I, bear. He's a classic cartoon except he's got a t-shirt and no pants, but like the t-shirt stops right at his dick like area. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> hey, you like you like the sugar bear dick? How's about it? All right. Then what about the three consecutive ads for the Connoisseurus line? Awesome. Oh, yeah. I I remember these commercials I so much. They want you to buy the shoes, and they want you to buy the really childish clothing. So I assume the shoes were for, like, yeah. little tiny kids, too. You could leave footprints of the dinos as you walked with your little Converse. Kids yeah, I don't understand. dinosaurs, and they love Converse. Why would we get... But, like, weird cartoon dinosaurs? Why would we get three dinosaur commercials in a row? Like, to be fair, two of them are for the Connoisseur Converse brand, but then we get a dinosaur toy commercial... I don't yeah. know if this was ripped right from TV or if maybe someone like put this together. I, I don't know. I I I think I mean dinosaurs are in. Dinosaurs were kids love dinosaurs and Dino Riders were no they don't awesome. look awesome. They look slow I mean, and awkward. <laughs> they were like the whole conceit was that dinosaurs were huge. People were smaller. We're gonna build fortresses on dinosaurs and ride them like vehicles. But we're going to do that. We have to put like a mind control device on them to like. And they free they free like, the T Rex from the mind control in this commercial. Yeah, which is yeah. how they win. But those are those dinosaurs are only really cool if they get to be mechs. So really, they do need to be controlled. <laughs> yeah, but that's how they get the bad yeah. guys. They don't shoot them with guns. Point <laughs> in the point. face. At an arcade, yes. Teeth, teeth fragments <laughs> chipping and flying in the... <laughs> yeah, kids can't handle that, but they can't handle mind control devices. We, we come out of the commercial, everyone walks out. Lance and the sad Carol Burnett woman have been left back in the castle to live forever. But yeah, they're haunting, they're haunting it. it. Mark and the kids have been allowed to live beyond their time here at the castle. And then this white guy who looks... He's just... The, Oh, their the tire's been magically Oh, yeah, it was well. never broken. It was never it was never popped. It was never I popped. I said broken, Alex said popped. <laughs> we don't know much about tires. <laughs> oh, no, my tire's broken. <laughs> my tire... Oh, no, mine popped! <laughs> Connect four. I popped a Jonathan, tire. we should probably go try to find a phone in this weird castle Help place. yourself. <laughs> yeah, this guy says, I ran yeah. out of gas. Can I use your phone? Why does everyone assume that just because you're walking out means you own the house? Yeah. It's 90s. Why would I be in a house that wasn't mine? And so is that guy going to become a magician, even though Mark never did magic? Who's to who? He has no audience. He has no audience. If you have no audience, you then become part of the magic castle. That's why you get... He's going to become a ghost there like the others. Who would you rather hang out with, Lance Burton or Mrs. Mop? (laughs) Oh, fuck. Lance Burton. Mrs. Mop is too sad, and she already has someone. I I know. I feel like I want to cheer up Mrs. Mop. (laughs) But she's she's in love with Mr. That's Mop. A, I don't know, dude. That's, that's a true, that's a branch. Like, 
That's a branch of crazy. Do you want to mess with it? But always. (laughs) Um, But like magicians (laughs) are inherently the worst. And he's more of a traditional magician than she is. She's like a sad performance artist. Can can we talk about before we go into our usual segments? Here here are the up next videos when you watch this on YouTube. So there's I Am the Greatest, the Adventures of Muhammad Ali cartoon. A... A, a Magical World of Disney special called uh, The Mystery in Dracula's Castle from 1972. I think you guys should watch this TV show because I, I watched a bit of this. It's a TV show called It Takes Two. It's got a really crazy, sad theme song for what is a wacky sitcom, but the theme song is incredibly sad. And it stars Helen Hunt as the teenage daughter in the family. So that's pretty crazy. Um, there's a... For some reason, one YouTube user split this special up into two parts. Why? No. This special? Oh, three parts. parts. That's three parts. I'm sorry. Three parts. Two parts are nine minutes long, and then another is like four and a half. Um, With the commercial. What about the video Mark Summers pied and messy? Nope. Yeah. Um. (laughs) No thanks. No thanks. Nope. Um. I don't want to see any of his Proud Boy videos. Again, I don't know that Mark <laughs> Summers is an alt-right uh, um, douchebag, but it's very funny to Mark Summers is a huge YouTube viral personality, but he keeps saying racial invective, and he's just becoming more popular. I don't understand. <laughs> he keeps saying he like it was a slip-up and that he won't do it again, but then he does it again. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. He does it a lot, actually. It's proud, kind of proud boys don't apologize. Proud boy. Um, proud boy. <laughs> proud boy. <laughs> Do you think they write song parodies? I bet they perform song parodies for each other. Oh, sure. All the proud boys. Song all the proud about... boys. <laughs> They're oh, songs no. that are way too old. No. Way too old. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I can see my proud boy, proud boy. <laughs> it's all Beyonce. Oh. They're really gay. <laughs> oh. I can see my proud boy. When he fucks me good, I'd take his ass to a bowl of cereal. <laughs> Why are they always singing Beyonce parodies? Are you guys gay? No. I don't know. No. no. I'm a proud boy. No, spank my ass with this switch while I fucking recite all of the Kellogg's brands. Excuse me? Don't Excuse stop until me? I say them all. Would you guys rather Frosted Would you rather play an Oreo No edition that is cereal, or would you rather do what I was originally planning, which is Pringles? Because I'll tell you right now, there are maybe 200 Pringle flavors. (laughs) And they're not that crazy. Like, I could actually, I could make it a little tougher because most of them are just like what you would expect, like, real flavors to be. I'm not up on Pringles brand, so it would be like just blind going in and using my power deduction, which has failed me twice. So maybe that's more appropriate for But I would get, I want both. (laughs) Why deny ourselves the pleasure? Jonathan and I demand it. Um,. But who won and who lost Mark Summer's Mystery Magical Tour? Uh, no one. I can't imagine who would have won. Maybe Mrs. Mop? She uh, found love in herself? What about um, um, Gomez? John Aston? Uh, um, he John got Aston. out. Got the fuck out of there. Nobody else got out. But he, but he, the guy snuck up behind him and tried to like put his arms <laughs> underneath him. Gomez's arms to try to be like, ooh, I'm gonna eat. here. Let's do some magic. He's no, like, no, thank you. I'm not a, I'm not a proud boy. <laughs> not into this. I'm not a proud boy. Um, not but proud he of left this. in like anger and frustration. Mrs. That's Mop, true. like we see her story end on a note of like love and self awareness and fulfillment. 
She learned to love yes, herself. Through the help of Mr. Mop. The greatest love of all. She believed the mops are our future. She won. I agree. All right. Best dressed, worst dressed. Okay. There's not a lot of great dressing going on. God. I would argue man. that maybe Lance is the best dressed. Is that crazy? I, None of the kids get best dressed. No, I like his. I, I, yeah, they're all monsters. And Mark I, Summers, come on, Brad. What are you talking about? What are you trying? Um, what are you him? What are you huffing and puffing <laughs> over there for? You know it's the magician. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at the commercials. What are you guys talking about? Oh, we could say Johnny from the, the from commercials the commercials. Johnny from win. the Simon commercial. I mean, okay, I'd be totally cool with that. <laughs> He's awesome. Oh, what about he that chef? Simon Not that up. chef. No, no, he make no. You can't say Fortissimo and get best dressed. Fortissimo. I refuse. Out of spite, I refuse to give it to you. Yeah, no, I think Johnny's cool because he's he's got that jacket. He just takes what about it off. The, like, what about on, the little Simon. girl who's obsessed with Johnny and holds her holds his jacket? Like, go get him, Johnny. Go beat that Simon. <laughs> I have eyeshadow. She has eyeshadow. I have no idea why. So Johnny gets best dressed. Yeah. <laughs> Someone in the yeah, commercial sure. gets best dressed. It's part for the of the special. video. I totally, I, I get it. Um, I worst dressed. It. I agree. Maybe pre makeover Mrs. Mop, or Mark Summers, Dude. or Jonathan Brandis. Jonathan Brandis is wearing like a a purple and black stripe. Jonathan Brandis. What about Weird. With the with the belt on top of her overalls. <laughs> oh, okay. I feel like it's unfair to pick on a little girl. <laughs> Yeah. Jonathan Brandis is old enough to where he should have demanded better wardrobe. Yeah. You say it's not fair to pick on a little girl. I say, checks mix. Uh, Cocoa puffs. <laughs> uh, kicks, tricks. Kicks, tricks. <laughs> kicks, tricks, pops. Um, oh, what about uh, Anonymous? Kicks, tricks, pops. That stupid mask. Um. Oh, goodness. But worst dressed, it's got to be one of the kids. Come or on. Mark. Mark really looks bad. He looks. Em- Mark I would Summers, be embarrassed watching this. His street clothes, just like his pants alone, are just weird. It's got he's, a weird break to him. He's dressed for a day of work at Target. He does. He doesn't even look good in his in his like tuxedo. He looks like a dink in his tuxedo. Yeah, Mark Summers. I can't give it to uh, best dress. Can't go to Lance anyway because of that purple bow tie thing he's got going on. That thing's yeah. nonsense. Yeah. So I think ultimately, I think it should go to Demark pre tuxedo, his proud boy outfit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> proud boy Mark. Because his proud boy if you think of it in the context of these are kids who like don't pick out their clothes anyway. Mark in this yeah. context in this world picked out that outfit for the movies to go to the movies. Yeah. How about Sugar Bear? I think he's pretty well dressed. <laughs> he's wearing a blue T-shirt. Uh, what? That's all he needs. I, Johnny, Johnny's much better dressed Johnny, than Sugar Bear. Yeah, Johnny, come on. I don't know. Something about the way Sugar Bear wags hero. that dick around. <laughs> Sugar Bear loves Listen, to wag uh, his dicks dick are not around. fashion. <laughs> We've established this. Dicks are not fashion. Masks should not be fashion. <laughs> I don't think the swordsman should get anything for that mask. So, yes, so best dressed is Johnny from the yeah. Simon commercial. Worst dressed is Mark... Is Mark Mark proud boy. Proud boy. Proud boy. Keep proud on boy, fucking. <laughs> proud boy. Proud boy. <laughs> proud boy. Proud boy. <laughs> they've really got a whole like. They've got a corner. They, they they've they they've were, cornered yeah. a market. I should say. They really they mind those parodies. Beyonce and like really <laughs> really old, uh, old <laughs> Tina Turner, yeah. Ike Turner. I, uh, yeah. I really want to know if this is a real thing now because it just seems so likely. 
what doing like, song parodies that they do parody songs i, I, I love doubt it i, I, I love seriously what conservative like it. churches do like viral video song parodies where it's like we're doing a song about how girls should be nice girls should be nice it's a lady gaga parody it's about girls being nice don't wear a crop top crop top <laughs> Did you know that Ramjack could hear the scratching of her fingernails on the casket lid? Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. It's been fucking awesome. Jonathan, Brad, always a pleasure. You're welcome, milady. <laughs> um, guys, if you want to get in contact with the show, you can. There's tons of ways to do that. Go to our website, ramjackpodcast.com. Also go to the Facebook group. I think we got a voicemail, but in all honesty, guys... They're not. It's good. too late. So I, I gotta go to sleep. If you're gonna yeah. send a voicemail, make it a good voicemail. <laughs> if it's not good, I won't play it. My voicemails are always good, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Jonathan, do you want to tell us where we can hear you as well? Yes, I was waiting for you to ask. <laughs> uh, you can listen to myself and Brandon Chogney as we uh, go ever further into our new podcasting venture at the Trailers. We have our first two episodes. Available through Libsyn. That's at thetrailers.libswin.com. And we are through, we are available through iTunes. So if you're a Ramjack listener, uh, please do us the enormous favor of going to the iTunes store and writing us a positive review for at the trailers. And our Twitter profile, if you want to follow that, is the at symbol and the phrase the trailers pod. Nice. I can only assume that you boys have listened to both episodes many times. I just listened to the second one today. Yeah, <laughs> I listened to it when it first came out, Jonathan. We've decided that we're going to be more picky with the trailers we watch because a lot of the trailers are bu- are dumb and bad. <laughs> Very true. Um, so Brad, I know there's some uh, talk about what the next Oreo Oh No will be. Oreo No, uh, chip varieties. <laughs> Oreo Oh No, Oreo Oh No. no. It's Oreo No. <laughs> Oreo, no. I can't even get it right. Brad, there's tons of like controversy around Asterisk. this. New- Asterisk. <laughs> Whether would it be chip flavors? Will it be cookie? Other cookie varieties? Will it be cereal? But I have a question for you. What do you, what do you think of when you go down the cereal aisle? Well, clearly, uh, decadence, debauchery, everything. Sugar smacks. Kicks, Kicks, tricks, pops, bran flakes, raisin bran, rice krispies. It's me, the proud boy. (laughs) Oh, God. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I can't Uh, think of any other cereal names off the top of my head. Cookie Crisp. You're going to get your ass kicked. Kicks, tricks, pops. Kicks, tricks, pops. (laughs) 